0: Welcome to Riot Act. Uh, this is the Alternative Music Podcast with me, Stephen Hill, and him, there he is, his little smiling, happy, jollity face. I'm going to wipe the smile off your face today, mate, that's for sure. Uh, it's work... Renfrey Dedman. Hello. Hello. You're, you're
1: going to really upset me today, aren't you?
0: I I hope so. <laughs> yeah. You've been unbearable yeah. during the week, so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later on. Yeah, episode 27, this is where we uh, choke on our own vomit, um, shoot ourselves in the head, or uh, die in it in an unfortunate um, car crash which has nothing to do with that's not our fault
1: I've taken a lot of heroin this afternoon so I'm hoping to keel over in approximately an hour excellent yeah I'm feeling very very chilled out
0: quite a disrespectful way to start the podcast so let's have a bit of respect for our friends (laughs) at Musicism who (laughs) who uh, as you probably know by now um, provide you with the finest in uh, online tutorials to make you a better musician better guitarist better singer or a better producer go to Musicism Dot net and you can get uh, your courses for nine ninety nine 99 or 25% off Whoa. if you put the code right in capital letters into the old checkout a <laughs> That's what I'm calling it from now on, <laughs> Red Free, the, ch- the checkout a Good, I'm going
1: to hold you to that.
0: Uh, good, yes. Um, right, okay, so on this week's show we're going to be reviewing new albums from Bring Me the Horizon, you've all heard that, obviously, uh, from Ithaca, from the Spielbergs.
1: Is it The... I thought it was
0: Or Spielberg. I think it's Spielberg's. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. sorry Spielberg. No,
1: just just, you know, not the
0: particle. From Weezer. Yeah. Lovely lovely Weezer dropped a surprise album. Yay. And we will be talking about that in a little bit because yeah. that was funny, Spo- wasn't the spoiler, it?
1: Spoiler we may have different opinions on it. Mhm. Mhm.
0: <laughs> um uh so actually as well our specials have gone up um, I've started going up with regularity this week yep. um, should be up by now you will be able to hear a interview that I did with Freddie from ball whoa talking about his five favorite front people of all time not Frankie Freddie. not Frankie I finally Definitely like Freddie. remembered his actual name <laughs> which is terrible for someone who goes on about how much I like hardcore yeah. um yeah but it was wicked I had a really lovely time chatting to him he's very very interesting he knows a lot about music um, got great stories Uh, if you're a fan of hardcore I think I've said it every time we've mentioned it if you're a fan of hardcore um, he's got some amazing stories
2: yeah
0: Uh, but actually listening back to it if you don't care about hardcore he's got some amazing stories from some of the shows from other genres of music that he's seen yeah that are just fucking
1: amazing
0: so yeah. uh yeah really really happy with that we will be having more of them i think
1: yeah definitely we've got, we got,
0: got quite a few cool we've got a few we've got like Neil fallon from clutch is still mm-hmm. coming up that is in the can yeah. matt stocks uh we had a yeah. chat with matt about the music industry at large yeah. that's in the can we're going to be doing a couple of other things
1: we have exciting stuff we haven't like i have a kind of rule now that like until until we've done the interview and we yeah. have it on tape we don't, don't say it. announce it but no, um that's fair. there's some really exciting ones coming mm. up so yeah
0: so that was cool um also the old rioters review there was one that went up this week for patrons if you go to patreon.com forward slash right podcast you can contribute a little bit of money
1: is that right am that's, i making that up y- yes yeah no no i am absolute, making that no 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 as a sorry as in yes you're correct that's, oh, right, good. You and just... it was the oh, i was just trying to think which one it was it's the oasis one i think it's oasis stand on the shoulder of giants yeah, which is probably the best so far i think it's
0: the best one so far yeah. because it's just really really interesting it's
1: just very yeah it was good fun that one
0: <laughs> Listener, yeah we're really interesting i mean the album's interesting <laughs> but actually i think what we had to say about it our recollections of that record are very different as well
1: it did make me go back uh, to Oasis again You know I just Didn't went it? back to Morning Glory And all that sort of stuff And I was like Yeah well fair enough It's pretty Pretty
0: good Made me that record. You. Do you know what I mean A lot Oh right Okay yeah Spoiler alert That's the best Opening song on an Oasis album I think I say that In the Thing Yes that, uh, yeah. You don't well, mean that. You don't well, think that I, it, That's it's, fine it's a fucking tune it's, it's brilliant step on I've got like every week I'm doing people from Manchester it's br- it's brilliant yeah it's thanks, brilliant. Mate. I appreciate that so anyway that is up for patrons patreon.com forward slash right act podcast um chuck a fucking quid in the pot lad chuck a quid in the pot go on mate go on please get a coffee mate and um <laughs> And uh, you'll get them before, but they will be going up like that one's going to go out in, I mean, it's a couple of months before that will go out to the general public.
1: Yeah. So it's a complicated schedule (laughs) where basically patrons get one every week and then people who get this stuff for free get one every other week. So it's going to get to the case where in like six months time, patrons will be getting them. Years in advance might be overegging that slightly, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's decades, 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 and decades and decades. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. No,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we're ever going to do. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So um, we got Hawkeyes coming up next.
1: Oh yes,
0: and Frank Turner, or as I called him earlier, Frank Carter.
1: Yes, no which one's, I do again do that a lot. Don't I? No one's ever done that before. Um, yes, oh, no, I it is Frank done Turner. I'd yeah. curious. I suppose, I suppose Frank Turner and Frank Carter have both released, released records about the UK and Britain. And, uh, mm. you know, we're doing England Keep My Bones by Frank Turner, but we should do it. We should do it like with a face-off with Grey Britain or something.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that it would come out of <laughs> very well, uh, to be honest, you know, if you want to do that. I'm not, not, not
1: from a quality point of view, just like how they both look at the same subject. Yeah, that's almost. true. Mm. There we go. Oh, All yeah. right, there you go. Ideas on the fly. Yeah, very much so. Um,
0: so anyway, go Not, over to uh, go over to the Patreon page if you want to contribute, and you get all that stuff early. But if you don't want to, if you're just a shit, or if you've got no money, which you know,
1: could you, or, or both? I mean, um, and if you do have no money, you're clearly a shit because society dictates that you are. Yes. Up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you be get a job? Yeah. Get another <laughs> job. So you can give us your money. Um, <laughs> uh, then um, no, don't. You don't feel obliged. Get in a all. higher tax bracket. Yeah. for, sh- for God's sake. Um, Uh, then, you know, you'll get all that stuff first, which will be cool, but it will be eventually coming to you. Yeah. So that's good. Um, we should have a little chat about the festivals, Renfri.
1: Oh, first of all,
0: you wanted to talk about King 810, didn't
1: you? Well, just just briefly. It looked like you
0: didn't talk about them enough last week.
1: Oh no, uh, I just can't get enough of them. So last week we basically came to the conclusion, both of us, I think, that they had, um, I think the technical term is fucked it.
0: Commercially speaking, I thought they were a sort of done deal. I thought it was stick and fork in them.
1: Just wanted to bring this up because um, their lovely PR, Michelle, hey, Michelle, hope you're good, uh, did point out the fact, she sent me a screen grab of the um, iTunes metal chart, Mm -hmm. and they were number one. And this was on Friday night. Right. They were number one, which on our first appearance kind of goes against our decision that they fucked it we should probably say very clearly now that just because it's number one doesn't change my opinion on the record in the slightest uh one way or the other um recording earlier today we're recording this on the tuesday um it's gone down to number seven so i think it's going to fly out of the charts quite quickly um but yeah i mean are you surprised by that a little bit yeah i mean i'm I, i kind of i have to say
0: i'm maybe pleasantly surprised like you know the people naysayers have the loudest voices don't they yeah as i am proof of (laughs) and (laughs) um and yeah and and you know i've i don't really have massive beef with king 810 i think like i say the last album i think is really really good Mm. i think they're in i think they're frustrating and interesting and sort of cringeworthy all in equal measure Mm. they're a very very difficult band at least like the fact that they inspire some sort of Conversation within people, yeah. Totally. I think that's well, I can't good, disagree you know. Um, and it's you know, they're far more interesting than it being like I don't know, the, the Amity Affliction or something yeah, like that. Being yeah. number one, so yeah, like fucking fair play to him. I yeah. think you know, like I say, the second half of that record is actually good. I just think they sort of, I think they got, I feel like they got a bit scared in the first half of the record and went, Oh god, we better just sort of stick rigidly to what people think we're going to do mm. and then they sort of went oh hold on, why are we doing that in the second half of the record and it makes it quite disjointed and i well, think that's what's quite frustrating about the
1: it. the irony is of course is the part of the record that we think is good you so you a little bit more so mm. than me isn't the metal part mm. it's the part which is most definitively not metal yeah um and you know it's i mean i don't know how <laughs> i'm not saying it's not an achievement at all having said that i don't know how difficult it is these days to get a number one on the metal itunes chart to be totally honest i don't know how many sales it needs to be certainly not what it used to be definitely um and you know i mean congratulations to them and at least at least that's that i I don't i don't know if that that's definitive proof of whether they fucked it or not though i think we're gonna have to wait while yeah, this campaign yeah, yeah. goes on. I'd be curious to know what shows they do in this country, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But, you know, I mean, they've sort of ended up fucking it quite a lot in the past by like not coming over for shows yeah, and so they on need so cool. to, they
0: need to like knuckle down and actually play some shows and come yeah. over and just let their music speak for itself for a yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. But fair play, Michelle. I said I'd mention it. Yeah, so you did. Um, We should also mention,
0: now we don't really go down the whole massive festival announcement thing usually. No. But I wanted to talk about this because both Download Festival and ArcTanGent Festival mm-hmm. announced a whole heap of bands. Um yes. on the same
1: day. So it was ArcTanGent's first. Uh, f- well, first, first big announcement. They announced sugar obviously, um, last year. But they announced an, an additional thirty-nine bands, and then Download announced forty-three. Yeah, I think it was their second announcement. Um, third or third or third I mean, is it? Yeah. Okay. Why why did you want to talk about this then, Steve?
0: I'm just going to go through the the bands on downloads and art tangent really, really quickly. Uh, So they are Aaron Buchanan and the Cult, so people have some context for what we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Aaron Buchanan and the Cult Classics, Alcest, Animals at Leaders, At the Gates, uh, Bad Wolves, Batushka, Beartooth, Behemoth, Black Peaks, Brothers Osborne, Cane Hill, Clutch, Cold Rain, Conjurer, Crystal Lake, Deadland, Ritual, Fever 333, Godsmack, Ground Culture, Hellstorm, Heart of a Coward, Icon for Hire, Intervals, Last in Line, Like a Storm, Lost in Stereo, Love Bites, Municipal Waste, Knee Obliviscaris, Palais Royale, your mates, Parting Gift, <laughs> Red Hook, Skid Row, Skinned, Stone Temple Pilots, Sumo Psycho, Those Damn Crows, Three Days Grace, Tosca. Our mates in Tosca, mates in Trash Tosca. Boat, Twelve Foot Ninja, Vega, and Wolf Jaw. So that is the That's download. download. That's yeah. download. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, Arctangent didn't book fucking Cane Hill and Godsmack. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, um, just briefly, as an announcement and as a lineup, adding that to what we've got. What do you think of that as an announcement? What do you think Downloads are looking um,
1: like? Like all Download announcements, it's a massive mixed bag because they're trying to cater to a very, very broad audience. Exactly that. So, so you know, um, Clutch, great. Um, Fever 333, great, I I think. I think you'd still agree with that live. Yeah, they're good. Um uh, oh god who else did you say <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's, black peaks black peaks Condra, great, great um
0: yeah. uh, the unbelievable how low down stone temple pilots are they are
1: like that fourth. was interesting wasn't it um mm. so yes I, last time they played download were they not second Subheadline in aerosmith correct, that's right yes. now that was when scott was still in the band right yeah so it was
0: just after the um second Self, no, the first sorry. The first self-titled. The first album.
1: self-titled record, yeah. which was Rubbish, awful, yeah. And the second self-titled record record is also awful, Rubbish, but yeah. they are now third down on the second stage below Skindred,
0: who, like <laughs> you know, fucking hell, yeah. I love Skindred. Do you know? Yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, ain't yeah, gonna yeah. find anyone who's more like going to town for Skindred oh, than totally. me. But it's mad to think about. Like, Stone Temple Pilots are playing below Skindred.
1: Yeah, I, pff, I, I mean. Part of me is kind of like based on the material they've released in the last uh, twenty years. No, mm. eighteen. They probably deserve.
0: That <laughs> they place. do. Yeah, there's no getting away from it. They absolutely do. My <laughs> takeaway
1: historically, is- they don't. No, of course. No.
0: Um, Conjurer great. Black Peaks great. Uh, I think Behemoth. I think at the gates. Yes. At the gates on the fourth stage is going to be in the fourth. In the little tent It's going to be wicked. Yeah. Great to see a band like Tosca who mm-hmm. are. Very, very different from the sort of thing that Download would usually get.
1: Become a really proggy day that yeah. Sunday. What animals with tool and leaders, and animals as well. as leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Slayer and Tool probably clashing. Slayer That's and Tool clashing. Thing. Such a uh, shame. Deant word. Well, it's been sort of announced at Deant word or, or like it's been put on the post that Deant word will be subbing Slipknot. Yeah, it's pretty I crazy. Guess, as well,
1: I guess you know, it's almost like they're going for like a f- freaks thing mm. a theme. I don't know. <laughs> Plenty of skits in there, M3. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so
0: that's the download lineup. In a way, I mean, there's some... Oh, you don't even need me to say what's shite. I mean, there's a whole load of it shite. Shite right down. Um, 39 go. bands announced for the Arctown Gent Festival are these. Meshuggah, obviously, have been announced already. Battles, Cult of Luna, Xenonada, 65 Days of Static, The Black Queen, Daughters, Caspian, The Contortionist, Three Trap Tigers, The Algorithm, Fronteria, Conjurer, again. Bosk, The Physics House Band, Mole, Ghost. Uh, Mm A.K.D.K. Birds in Row. Car Bomb. That's great, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Azusa. Pine. Sithy Eye. L.L.N.N. A.A. Williams, we spoke about last week. Letters from the Colony. Invalids. Standards. Colossal Squid. Aiming for Enrique. Floral. Cattle. Wildcat Strike. Big favourite of yours. Lost in the Riots. Big Lad, which is... That's me. Um <laughs> They so. used
1: to be called Shit Wife, and they're now called Big Lad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um oh they're hashtag
0: with the hashtag cancelled the Voronoi, Old Gives Big Band. Good. Uh we well, you were talking about them just before, weren't you? Yeah, well, uh Hexcut and Sugar Horse.
1: So You're a very brave man to take that on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um <clears throat> so overall, yeah, that's fucking good, isn't it? Oh, it's it's amazing. I like mean, like little peak. Oh, always like a peek behind the curtain, me, you know mm-hmm. me. Um, I've known this for about six weeks and it's been very difficult to sit on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's absolutely amazing. I think it's probably the best, like, 1st lineup out of the bag that Art Tangent have ever had.
0: And so this is what I found very interesting about it. So I tweeted yesterday. I'll probably talk about this a lot more, which is what I'm going to do right now. But um, the difference in... Um, reaction to the two releases Mm. i think spoke volumes about the different mindset and the different sort of people that go to the two festivals Mm. because on one hand you had universal just yes praise praise oh my god for arctangent and people going this is great there's loads of bands i want to see and just as importantly, there is loads of bands that I haven't heard of, yeah. who I can't wait to find out about. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that is the attitude across the board. Like I didn't see. I don't think I saw a single dissenting voice of at, at all. Nope. On Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, I did not see one. I couldn't find a single dissenting voice for the no, Art Tangent.
1: I wasn't specifically looking for them, but I didn't see one no, either. I was, and okay. I couldn't find one. Um, <clears throat> the
0: downloads announcement came and well i mean i tweeted this and a lot of people went oh i think actually people have been really nice about the download load line like, i think people are really positive about the download lineup and i think people there are a lot of people that are very mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. about the download lineup very positive but there are the attitude of oh, i've only heard of four bands Ugh, i'm not mm-hmm. paying for that mm-hmm. that was really prevalent mm-hmm. and i was like That says a hell of a lot about the type of people that go, oh, I've only heard of Hailstorm and Godsmack. And do you know, like who, who's that? Who, like, not interested, not in like, oh, I can go to a festival and discover a brilliant new band. Didn't feel like that attitude. I didn't see that attitude anywhere. I saw a lot on Art Tangent. I didn't see it anywhere at download. I also saw, oh, it's only four bands I want. I saw a lot of people going, yeah, that one band. Hmm. I saw a lot of people going, why that? Why are they there? Or why aren't this band? Like, for somebody was obsessed with getting sponge air. What? Mental. Someone, I saw four tweets from the same person going, wear a sponge. It's like, well, <laughs> no, or they're not playing,
1: obviously. That, I think that's the first time that the words obsessed and sponge have been in the same sentence. Yeah, probably, <laughs> it's yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. Um, wow. And, I mean, sponge are fine. No, they're not.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> they're really not. Um, and I just, I think, you know, I... Uh, I think big, big festivals have a, have a big problem because yeah. it's, I don't know how you cater to that many people now.
1: Well, this is uh, th- that is the primary reason because Download have to cater to a large, large, large audience. I mean, Download's audience is, uh, God, pff, 20 times the size of Arctangents, yeah. something ridiculous like that. Um, and so they need to appeal to everyone and have a broader or everyone within the metal scene let's say so they have to appeal to casuals they have to appeal to die-hard fans they have to you know like people who like only like extreme metal or try to mm. you know and that creates several problems for you as a festival because you can't please everyone all the time yeah. and i think as i've been like certainly as i've got older i've always been kind of like it's where the smaller festivals and the boutique festivals are where it's at because they cater more to me. Mm. I mean, I I've guess not actually counted how many bands I, w- I would want to see on this download lineup, but I would wager, and I'm quite happy to do so. I'd wager it'd be about 15 or so, th- which is not bad for, a which festival is not, which yeah. is not bad, uh, you know, but in, a, in, but in that arc tangent, um, announcement alone, mm. I want to see 25. Right. And they've yet to announce that there's an additional 50 bands they've yet to announce. I mean,
0: it's see, that is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I look at download and you think, well, if you're the sort of person who would be thinking about buying an Arctangent ticket. Yeah. But then go in, or who usually goes to download, but looks at it and go. I mean, the thing is, Tool really, Tool blur the line so much because... I mean, I think the Art Tangent lineup is either bands that I really like
2: mm-hmm.
0: or bands that I don't know. Whereas the download lineup is a few bands that I really like, some bands I haven't heard of, and a load of bands that I, I ap- actively hate. Mm-hmm. I hate Sumo Psycho. Mm-hmm. I hate Godsmack. I hate Hellstorm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I hate them. <laughs> like, I'm not ambivalent towards them. Mm. I hate them. Yeah. I don't think the, the the lineup to download is bad for them being there. No. I mean, you know, I was gone about how great Reddin' 96 was. Coolish Shaker still played. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Space was still there. Like, it wasn't just great all the fucking time. I had to watch Gene. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't <laughs> good all weekend. But, so you can't expect to, you know, something that's meant to appeal to a very wide section of people. Yeah. But, I mean, Tool are the kind of outlier, aren't they? They blur the lines because yeah, yeah, so yeah, many yeah, people yeah, yeah. will go, ah, if Tool are playing on the same day as Animals are leaders and if they're playing on the same day they are and Tosca and, you know, for certain people, I guess, Smashing Pumpkins as well like. Conjure black peaks there's not many other <laughs> really um uh sort of atg friendly bands on it download so if you were the sort of person that was really sort of super interested in that type of music tall are the sort of the thing that are pulling you in because yeah, yeah. with all due respect to our tangent they're not getting tall anytime and
1: true ever. but uh, no i mean probably probably ever, probably um, ever really. um but you know a, a, a day ticket to download is about the same money as a weekend ticket to Arctangent. Mm. so i think arc tangents may be an additional tenner maybe an additional 20 quid mm. I, I downloads around 90 right for a day A day, probably about that, yeah. Yeah, I I think Art Tangent's about 110 or something. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's. I I only brought it up because I just
0: thought it was really, really interesting that two festivals, they're probably the most, in in terms of sort of the rock scene anyway, they're the two festivals that are the most polar apart from each other, I think. hmm. Download, and because Download is has become, I think we can kind of discount Reading at this point, I think. Yeah, maybe Slam Dunk, Mm, but even that, like. I mean, well, Download's just the biggest. And Arctangent Tangent is probably the f- the of all the other ones that we would consider being like sizable enough festivals. Arctangent Tangent really is the smallest. Yeah, one. it's probably the, the smallest. smallest one, the most yeah. niche one. Yeah, right. It's um, about five thousand people. Yeah, it, so it's the smallest and the the sort of nichest, yeah. and yet, uh, just I guess you know I, I was looking at it going, is this some sort of echo chamber they've got going on, or are there? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't, don't know what the think, answer is. I but... don't
1: think it is because when Meshuggah were announced, there were a lot there was of a people lot of voices, yeah. yeah. I think, um, like, sometimes people get one band announced and they rather stupidly assume that the rest of the bill is going to echo that one band which yeah. obviously has not happened there's lots of heavy stuff on arctangent this year like car bomb and like mm. frontier and yeah. um, sugar but there's also you know wildcat strike and aa A. williams and like bird
0: in row bird and, bird and row well, yeah.
1: yeah fucking great um you know like and i i think i mean i've always been kind of I suppose as someone who's interested in finding new music and like this whole podcast, really, I think I'll, we've got a few remits, but a massive, massive one is to try and get new music into your ears. Mm. Um, Arctangent is, you know, where I found where, the first place where I would have seen Black Peaks or Bosk or, you know, I mean, I remember seeing Bosk on the first year, you know, and mm. Roland Tomassi have played most years and like all these bands, so many of them, you know, when I do my moaning thing about like, oh, I can't believe the press have only just got onto this band now. Mm. It's usually because I saw them at Art Tangent five years ago. Yeah, You know, it's this it's this amazing secret place where you find out where all the bands that you're going to love tomorrow are like. Yeah. And that's what excites me about it. Whereas Download needs to see those bands have proved themselves. Is, is this isn't they first... trying on the?
0: F- I mean, you look at the fourth stage. And I think for the last few years, they've done a pretty good job of promoting some of the bands. But they've only gone to that fourth stage. I mean, I took away like that fourth stage still looks great.
1: I think they're doing better than they have done. Yeah, but Power Par-
0: Trip on the main stage as well. I just like that for me. I was looking at yeah. that like Power Trip on the same day as Slipknot on that stage on yeah. that lineup. That is fucking killer
1: i think i think i think they're definitely making efforts to do that and they're making strides towards that but then it, it, in that respect in the finding the bands of tomorrow respect mm. they're never going to catch up with ArcTanGent. tangent no. ever
0: i just thought it was an interesting thing i mean that's it basically i just thought it was an interesting thing they released on the same day and you know when you look yeah. at it and you go fucking hell i've never felt so not polarized but like so this is one way and like, over, I, I looked at Download, which was, you know, for years and years, like, they're my people, and, mm. blah, blah. and I just thought, I don't really feel like I fit with you lot anymore. Because they all <laughs> look like they're going to have a lovely time at this little festival, yeah. which I look at and go, yeah, that looks really, really good. Yeah. And I look at Download and go, yeah, it'll be all right. You know, yeah. there's some really good stuff on it. But
1: I don't want to watch Zubo, so, <laughs> 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 so I will. I will say, though, just because I don't want to sound, I don't want to be too down on Download. Hey. Hey. Um, I do actually think that this is one of the best lineups for quite a long time, for a few years. I think it's really, really strong. In some respects, I think it's too strong because I look at it and and if I pretend that I was going as a punter or whatever, I'm just kind of like, well, that band clashes with that band and I don't think I get to see those. And I think that's a big issue for them. It's almost like the Hellfest problem of like, you just have too many great acts on. Um, and it would be nice to see them do more towards staggering their lineup and all that kind of thing, which Arctangent have done since their second year, mm. you know. I just think bigger festivals need to think outside of the box a little bit more and start to take on those things and not feel like they're the biggest of yeah. the big and they're they're un- unbeatable because well, I just I don't think think they audience- are.
0: The, this week was proof to me that their audience don't want them to do that though but maybe that, that was what I looked at I was like oh you literally have no interest in do you know what I mean
1: maybe but we should also bear in mind that the internet is a strange place and, uh, and strange distorts place. things in a strange mm. way you mm. know
0: but I, I think there's the proof has been not just on the internet but in the fields at download when you look at mm. the amount of people who are going to watch bands mm. like when I saw Baroness on the second stage a few years ago and it was empty mm. and I can't remember what kind of cruds was playing on the main stage but you know
1: i've not i've i can't actually say I've, I've not been to download for a very long time so i can't actually um comment on that but it is depressing when a band as good as baroness aren't being watched by fucking loads of metal fans that's absurd to, yeah, admit to my a eyes that. uh
0: anyway we've had seen a few gigs this week just gone rem free i'm gonna do them in reverse chronological order if you don't okay. mind yeah, so yeah, yeah. last night um we went to see Boss Keloid. Mm-hmm. Boss Keloid and urn mm-hmm. um, I actually... I say we went to see Boss Keloid. I had to come home to do something for that magazine. Uh, I'm not telling you what, but it's bloody good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I only saw Earn because um, mm-hmm. I've want i been seen, meaning to see them for a while. We reviewed their debut EP um, really early, early on, on. Um, Like the second or third show I think but
1: I think it was uh, uh, Zero One Sorry I think yeah. that's the Yeah Zero yeah,
0: yeah, One yeah. show um, And there For those of you Who don't remember uh kind of We raved about it Didn't we It was a kind yeah. of a mixture of um, Well not even a mix, Mastodon With like More Sort of old school machine heady riffs. Great
1: riffs. Yeah, um, good riffs. I don't know if it was to do with Joe, their bassist, wearing a Metallica t shirt, but I was like, "There's a lot of Metallica in this. A lot of Metallica. A lot of yeah. old school Metallica." Yeah, I
0: mean, you look at like the three of them. One of them had not the um Richard Drum had an Ozzy Osbourne t shirt on. Yeah, and then the other two had Metallica and Malevolent Creation yes. uh, t shirts yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you think that's kind of quite a good spread of what they are. I think. Yeah. Because it can be really fucking heavy. It can be there was melodic elements They were trying to put like kind of old school metal stuff in it as well. Mm. And those like crunchy, thrashy, like, or, well, not even thrashy, but those kind of almost black album, post black album riffs as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Um They're obviously, I don't think they're the finished article. Nope. Um But I did think that considering I watch a lot of bands in the Black Heart, uh, which is a very, very small venue, which holds about 100 people. Yeah, hundred something, Yeah, in London, which is very, very small. And sometimes you'll see a band who are going on second and they'll have a similar thing where you can tell they're good musicians. I think the guys in Urn are clearly mm-hmm. like very very good musicians. Yeah, um, they're not completely tight as tight can possibly be at the moment. No. Um but they write very memorable songs.
1: Yeah, they've just got a really like you know, Let's Not Be Around The Bush, nothing original about it particularly, but it's just done really well. And like yeah. if you like good Old school, like, I, I I very rarely go to, like, an old school metal thing, but when it's done as well as this, it's just a bit, like, well, it's kind of difficult not to be, mm. like, not to be excited about this in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and I think, like, considering, yeah, they are on a debut EP, they are really, really early really on. Really new, yeah. If... You know, they could be amazing in a few years' mm. time. They just need to play shitloads of shows, which yeah. is what they seem to be doing, yep. and uh, keep working on stuff. I spoke to them really briefly last night, and they are working on new material. Yeah. They so, played one
0: new song, actually, which I thought yeah. sounded good. Yeah. I think the the compositions and the the parts in the songs show a greater deal of imagination and just a kind of a more inert sense of being good songwriters than many many bands at that level yeah I totally agree I do you know they're I reckon they can obviously work on the old stage presence and tightening up and Mm -hmm. smashing that you know I think that'll come though but yeah that'll come like they were the second band on on a four band bill at the Blackheart on a Mm -hmm. Monday night so Mm -hmm. you know they're not they're not gonna be sort of stuck yeah. out, kicked out in front of Wembley Stadium anytime. And soon, and it so. was
1: it was almost full and people were paying attention. They weren't leaving. We were towards the back and mm. no one was like leaving, were they? Like everyone was really enjoying it. So yeah, I thought they were great. Really enjoyed it. They were good. So then after that I fucked off. So, so you fucked off and then uh, Desert Storm played second. The kind of um quite uh riffy, clutchy based I mean all bands that you compare to clutch suffer from the fact that they don't feature Neil Fallon um but uh it's like slightly... even bands
0: you don't compare to clutch <laughs> <of> that, and...
1: <laughs> that's absolutely true <laughs> um but i really enjoyed I, I, I really enjoyed their set i thought they were really um good fun like classic sort of desert fest band so i'm not just saying that because desert's in the title it's just like you know really good riffy rock stuff um they played for a very long time um almost an hour Of their Well, they had 45 minutes, I think, they were meant to play. So it was meant to be 45 minutes for Desert Storm and 45 minutes for Boss Keloid. And as a result of everything running over, it basically meant Boss Keloid had a truncated set. I think they played, yeah, about half an hour. And upon further prying, Stephen Hill, do you know what I discovered? What's that? I discovered that Desert Storm were the promoters of the gig. Oh, right. Mm. Mm, That's not very good, is it? No. At that
0: point, I think we should uh flash the torch in their direction yeah and not speak about them anymore Eh. for
1: this review yeah i mean you know well certainly compared to boss keloids there's you know it's night and day in terms Mm. of like boss keloid are actually doing something really different and boss keloid are one of those bands that i keep forgetting how good they are um melted on the inch which came out early last year yeah it's just a record that I listen to, and when I'm listening to it, I'm like, "Oh, it's really fucking good." Yeah, it is, isn't it? I've and forgotten then about it's, it. Yeah, it's really good, and they are really heavy. I don't know what effects they're using, but they're using effects which make it sound like there's like five guitars playing at once, and mm. then they run it through ridiculous distortion. If you imagine Brian May guitars run through insane distortion, that's basically what they're doing. I can't really. I can think of plenty of other bands who they take influence from, but I can't think of a single band that they really sound like. Yeah. I think they're brilliant. Like, yeah, I, it, it, Yes, like seeing them uh, the other day made me go, I really need to start paying way more attention to Boss Keloid than, mm. I, than I already do. They're,
0: they're loved by, there's a select group of people who are fucking in love with them. Yeah, and yeah. And it's easy to understand why. I mean, I didn't see it, but I was a bit annoyed that to go, because I do like that record. They are great. They're yeah.
1: really good. I would, yeah. I'd urge anyone into proggy heavy stuff to catch them as soon as they can. So brilliant. the night
0: before that, I mm. went to the Persistence Tour, which I've been to the last oh, yeah. sort of
1: four or five years. I forgot you went to this, yeah.
0: And this is easily the best lineup they've had. Easily the best lineup, the strongest lineup they've had in the time that I've been going. Bigger bands have headlined over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, Hatebreed being mm-hmm. the kind of biggest one, I guess. But um, <clears throat> it was brilliant. I saw a little bit of Booze and Glory, who are oi, and they're silly. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Oi-punks. Um, yeah, yeah. oi-punks. Um, that was quite, they were quite, quite a good fun. They actually.
1: sound like a Zach Wild tribute band, please and Glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: they do. Um, but they're really not. Okay. And
1: uh, <laughs> Walls of Jericho
0: came on and that was sort of when the night kick started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I hadn't been there very long, so, you mm-hmm. know. But there's a really great run from sort of Walls of Jericho on where I was like, oh, just so good. Uh, they were good last time. They, they played it in amongst some slightly uh, less stellar bands last time um walls of jericho and i think it made them stand out a bit more on this bill quite half for them to stand out because of the company that they were surrounded by i think they're good like Candice is fucking still awesome like really kind of uber posy. um she's got a jamie jaster style vibe to her the mm-hmm. way she kind of like dances like just gets people moving the whole time and, you know, the American Dream is Dead. It was a really good album when that came out. I've forgotten how much I like that record. And they played a few tracks from that. I was like, oh, yeah, that was fucking good. So, again, like, it made me want to kind of... I will probably go and check out Water when I want to get a spare few minutes. I will go and revisit them because they, they were good. Um, Ignite, I, I really do like... Um, well, one album by Ignite, really. Uh, Which is? Uh, Our Darkest Days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen them live again. Uh, I think... <laughs> If, they, if I ever stop writing for Metal Hammer, Ignite aren't getting reviewed because I've reviewed them about the last seven times they've come over. <laughs> uh, so, which I'm more than happy to go and do because I think they're really, really good. Um, they looked a little bit lost on a big stage, I have to say. Um, Where was it? The Forum? At the Forum, yeah. I've seen them at the Underworld a bunch of times. The last time I saw them in the Underworld, they were brilliant. Yep. They were fucking brilliant. Um, forum's 2000 cap. For, forum's big yeah. and they looked a little bit lost. I mean, I thought they were very, you know, they're good. I always just think they're, this is going to sound like an insult it's not meant as one because i do love this band but they sort of they're kind of a poor man's boy sets fire they're like a boy mm-hmm. sets fire mark II. Mark like i don't think they're as good as boy sets fire but you know boy sets fire are fucking yeah, wicked fire, really. um so you know they were good um but uh it was a very different you know they're very melodic ignite they've got much more of a sort of um you know skate punk mixed with melodic hardcore yeah. uh rather than what was a lot of like anger (laughs) the rest of the night Uh, municipal wastes were great as always Mm -hmm. always good Mm -hmm. um just fucking loads of fun, aren't they? Party municipal, times. Municipal waste are going to fuck you up. Like, funny they sort of they really felt like the kind of odd band out on the, on that bill
1: that night. Yeah, where they, uh, they, they, uh, feel they like... didn't
0: last time. They played with suicidal tendencies last time. They didn't feel so alien yeah. to the rest of the bill. They feel
1: like the most fun band on. Yeah, wow. Well,
0: I'm sick of it all. Played, mate. I oh, like sorry. Looking, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, but but they are absolutely loads of fun and just revel in being pure metal mm-hmm. i think if you've seen mini, mini waste before you kind of know mm-hmm. that what mm-hmm. you're going to get and mm-hmm. it was just sort of thrash nirvana they're the best ones of more well, apart from power trip i think they're the best power trip havoc and municipal waste are always the three from that kind of yeah. modern since the of the, millennium, the thrash revival yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the one so yeah they were great uh napalm death this is where it got ridiculous napalm death i've never seen them and not been just like utterly in love with them Every mm. fucking gig they ever play, they're just so brilliant. And again, this was absolutely no uh, exception. Um, "Breathe to Breathe," I think was the second to last song. "Breathe to Breathe," the first ever Napalm Death song that I heard on a Kerrang CD in 1997, and they never play it. And so they played it last night, and that was a, uh, last night, that was a couple of nights ago, and it was it was great. It was so 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 great. Cool. Uh, it's just you know, Barney's amazing. He's such a, like they're so real. They're the realest band. Do you yeah. know what I mean, there's no pretense, no fucking around when they yeah. death. And they're so fast, they're so savage. They're, they're basically the heaviest thing that's ever happened to music ever, really, are they? Pretty much, like they're insanely. In, they still, they've got no right to be that age and to be that heavy.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, it is ridiculous. How they must yeah. they're in their fifties. They must be in their fifties. I mean, you know, Scum can I nine eighty seven? And when they're playing yeah. tracks off Scum, hmm. like yeah. pff, forget about it. Anyway. Last time I saw Napalm Death was in the forum, I think. Mm. It's Point Glass Jaw. Yeah, fucking weird, Bill. That is weird. But
0: <laughs> and they still, I, and what I thought was good as well was they still appear to be leaning quite heavily on Apex Predator Easy Meat. Right, three songs off, three or four songs of Apex Predator, which is just a brilliant, brilliant record. And those songs sounded as good as you know, like when they play "Suffer the Children" or whatever. I was like, yeah. Or Nazi yeah. punks, fuck off. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. But those new songs are. Like they're still, they're an amazing band. They're one be, of the all time greatest bands.
1: There seems to be a consensus that um, Apex Predator is their best modern album, of maybe over the last 10 years or so. Would you agree with that? Mm. I,
0: I mean, yeah, I would. <clears throat> uh, but then oh, there's, they're all good. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. do you know, there's a lot of them that are like autalitarians, amazing that yeah. Anyway, they're all great, but yeah, Apex is particularly good, I have to say, actually. And then Sick of It All. I, I think I've seen Sick of It All about fifty times, forty five, mm-hmm. fifty times. Mm-hmm. I've seen them a lot. You'll turn into Sick of It All if <laughs> you keep seeing them. I won't ever be sick of seeing any of them. <laughs> uh amazing, like I cannot believe they are the age they are. Uh and they still have so much fucking energy. Pete Collar, spin kicking and Just like again, Lou Collar's hilarious. Yeah, they look great. They still like they don't seem to age. Something about those bands like they just don't age. And the set was wicked. Like they picked it. They picked a wicked set. And they sort of front. They put it's kind of a couple of classics to start with, and then a few of the new ones. And some of the new ones sounded great from the album that we spoke about last year. Uh,
1: Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon. Yeah.
0: Um, But then when they got to the end, and it was you know. us, they, play, us, they played us first at the start they played uh good looking out scratch the surface step down at the end oh, mate like so good they played call to arms the first time in ages which is the proper like oy, 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 mm-hmm. or a real mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. that they've got mm-hmm. off call to arms which is amazing they, they, that's been out of the set for, for a few years so it's good to have that back and they did an on-stage wall of death as well oh to sort of end with scratch the surface played everyone from the entire tour kind of oh nice did a a wall of death on the stage that's great Um, because as you all as we all know sick of it all invented the wall of death as we all know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah that was brilliant just a really, really good night. I'm sick of it. All will be good when they're, when they're. You can probably just prop their coffins up on on stage when all four of them are dead, <laughs> and then we can headline a bill like that, and they will still be better than your your young person's hardcore band. What you <laughs> like? Um, anyway, Renfrew, you went to see Mastodon. Oh yes, I did.
1: Oh yes, I did. Talk Steve. me through it. Um, I'm going to go with Mutoid Man first. Steve Brosky and um, well, it's usually Ben Collar from Converges, uh, like other band. Unfortunately, Ben Collar over christmas uh broke his oh he broke his elbow didn't he Did uh, you know about this
0: he, he, I, yeah i heard something about it yeah, yeah. i don't know exactly what it was to be fair but yeah
1: is it elbow he's broken something he's, he's broken i know he's broken something he's yeah. broken something to do with his arm and it is really not good considering he's probably one of the best drummers in the world um so but mutoid man if you don't know them are just kind of like they're fun <laughs> thrashy Uh I guess like ludicrous. Ludicrous, like Steve Brodsky really hams it up and is fucking hilarious, actually I Mm. have to say. Um brilliant, brilliant um openers for Mastodon, like definitely. Um they were they fell foul of Brixton's uh sound issues for the first couple of songs, but it definitely improved and you know, they were battling against it a little bit to begin with, but Towards like they really brought people on side as well. It didn't take long for people to be yeah. like, this band of fucking killer. Yeah. And like Steve Brodsky was like saying stuff like, do you want to hear the fastest riff you're going to hear all night? And stuff like this. He's just got this amazing, um, like very different to Cave In, but like amazing. I love his stage presence. In the yeah. band. It's brilliant. He is playing a character with that and it's yeah, fucking sure. hilarious. Um, Cavell Attack. Fucking hell. Got a new singer, have they? New singer who kind of like looks like head? no no so no owl on his head um which i think was probably a good thing Mm -hmm. um but uh new singer who's got fucking shit tons of energy kind of looks like axel rose circa 1987 um mixed with the lead singer of the helicopters i would say but came on leather jacket and like attack were the most fun i'd seen them in a long time because i think Every the general consensus with Caval Attack is incredible debut, very very good second album. They kind of lost, started State to lose people with third the third. Album, yeah 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 yeah. Um, that works very well on multiple levels. Mm. Um, and but I don't know if uh, maybe this new vocalist has just given them a shot in the arm because they were the best I've seen them for several years, probably cool. since borderline maybe they really looked like they owned that stage i thought they were fucking fantastic they played a lot of early stuff which i think was a good move um but you know i we knew that a fourth keveltac record is due this year and i was i would say tepidly excited about it before um i saw them at brixton and now i'm really really stoked about it like genuinely i think it could be this could be the year where Caval come back, and oh, uh,
0: that, I would love that. I would love that too. Mm. I'd
1: really, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if they'll reach the peak of their debut, but e- even if they release an album as good as Mea, Mua, Mea, Mea, Mea mm. um, I'd be happy with that, you know, like, yeah, really, really enjoyed their set. 45 minutes just went super, super quick. Cool, Macedon. <laughs> I mean, Macedon are the best metal band in the world, right? Pretty much right now, I think. Uh, I mean, they're so unique. They are, actually. They're yeah. so uniquely them. They're so kind of... There's so, they're so many... Uh, Gojira? is a good shout, but... I, I, oh, I, I think if you take records into account as well, I would still plump with Mastodon. I mean, Gojira live are just untouchable. But I think... Um, Macedon played a very kind of... They played seven songs from Leviathan. Right. They started with Iron Tusk. It goes straight into March of the Fire Ants and straight into Mother Puncher. And it's just like, oh, they're not fucking around, are they? (laughs) You know? And it was just a a sort of greatest hit set, but one that leaned on the early stuff quite a bit. Mm. And already, like the first two thirds were already absolutely amazing. And then to to the point where I was like, oh, amazing. This is one of the best Mastodon shows I've ever seen. And then I forgot that they were bringing Scott Kelly out. And Scott Kelly comes out. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Like it was just became so much better. And so with Scott Kelly, they did Scorpion Breath, Crystal Skull, Specter Light, Oh, oh, fuck. Crystal Skulls. Oh. Aqua <laughs> Dementia, Crack the Sky, Diamond of the Witch House, and they ended on Blood and Thunder with Scott oh. Kelly. And it was just like, oh, my uh, God. And it was just, I guess it's kind of a bit boring at this point. Macedon came over and they were brilliant again. But mm. I suppose a few years ago that wasn't the case. They've No. Been, they have been very hit and miss. You festivals, know. usually. Usually at festivals.
0: I mean, they played Download a couple of years ago and they were really boring. And yeah. then... They went and did the Metal Hammer Golden Gods and they had 20 minutes and they just they were, absolutely destroyed incre-
1: it. Yeah, they were incredible, weren't they? they were Was that when Neil Fallon came on? Yeah. And did Blood and Thunder. Fucking and brilliant. Ah, oh, Neil Fallon. Um, like, and I saw that Bloodstock show that they did a couple of years ago where they yeah. headlined and, you know, even as a massive fan of that album that they were touring around at the time, which a lot of people weren't, Once More Around the Sun, yeah. even I will admit that, you know, Gojira pasted them that yeah. day, you know. Um so yeah, it is mainly at festivals. But at their own show, they just—I—I—the I, only I can only recall one time at their own show when I've seen them not be great, and that's probably when they cracked the sky in Roundhouse. And apparently, that's because a member of the band was hideously hungover right, <laughs> so, okay. so i wonder who i wonder one. who <laughs> yeah. um bloody bill <laughs> um oh that's
0: good to know i it, mean that's uh, they've played brixton that's the fourth time they've played brixton as well now, yeah it? yeah yeah yeah. and i think we'll see them at some point going up to wembley i do think we will do I you do. think
1: so yeah i do i actually I kind of hope so yeah i've, I've think seen the other three it.
0: brixton shows and the middle one of the three that i'd seen was comfortably the best one I right. think the first one was good. The second one was incredible. The third one was, was good. It was pretty good.
1: I re- was the third one, Emperor Sand. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked that show. Yeah, I thought it was, it was good. really good. I um, thought this was at least as good, if not a bit better. Okay, cool. So. All right, well, there you go. Mastodon.
0: Um, you're probably sitting there going, why weren't you at Mastodon if you love Mastodon so much? <laughs> Stephen Hill, <laughs> you big egg-head man. Um, exactly- I don't know why you've... Decided to slag, cuss me out as well. is <laughs> exactly what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big egghead man,
0: there we go. Yeah, like you can talk, you look like a pube. Um, <laughs> wow. Yes. With teeth. Yeah, a uh, pube of teeth. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Write that down, that's the title. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a pube with teeth. Don't know where this shit comes from. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I didn't go, and it was quite a horrible decision to have to not get a mustard on but due to the fact that i like dose your dreams the album by fucked up i like it a fair bit
1: you do quite uh, like lot like you've that mentioned record. it once or twice haven't I you have yeah.
0: try not to mention it all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's quite <laughs> hard uh but i had to go and see fucked <clears throat> up
1: mm.
0: i've not seen them since the chemistry of common life when they supported right. uh the
1: bronx right. probably talking a good 10 years so though. it's bad.
0: 10 around, years around that, yeah. It's about 10 years because, like I say, not a fan, but had to see these songs live. Um, I got in just as they were coming on as well. I would have been fucking fuming if I'd have missed. Okay, there's a big old queue, anyway. I, I should about. say, I saw them the previous night in Brighton.
1: A, you did a sensible thing, I <laughs> did the sense, Br- I did. yeah. Saw both the bands. I did not want to miss Macedon, so I travelled down to Brighton to see them the yeah, previous day.
0: Um, so we can compare notes, yeah. We can compare notes. First thing I want to say is, um, I looked at the set list beforehand because i was like well the thing is i only really want the dosa dream stuff which is not true because i don't want any other stuff i was interested to hear them play a bunch of other stuff i happily would have just had dosa dreams in. yeah Yeah. i've gone back and listened to um all the other records now and i think they're good i do think they're good yeah i think um they're very good but i just don't think they're as good they're anywhere near as good um so i wanted all the stuff from dosa dreams and in the the set list, they were playing five. Yes. And I was like, oh. Did they play five when you saw
1: them? Yes. They did. Ah good. But they played more. They
0: did. They okay. played. So they didn't play. I noticed they I I'd resigned myself that they weren't going to play Living in Simulation, which is one of my absolute favourites. And I was just oh, so yeah. fucking excited. I would be like dying to see that live. But I sort of resigned myself to the fact that they weren't going to play that. So when they did fucking play it at the garage, oh Remfry, you should have seen me. <laughs> I was a fucking lost my shit. It was uh, it was great. I mean, the opening, them playing the title track from Dosha Dreams. Yes, that's what and it did building. That. Uh, that is one of the like that's one of the best openers to a it. set. Yeah, I've ever seen. It's I thought that was fucking cool. amazing. Yeah, and so the, amazing. the
1: way that they're able to build it with you know because they have three guitarists and yes. you know like there's such an interesting. Juxtaposition fucked up because they are inherently a punk band, mm. but with as many elements to them as, like, a yes or a genesis yeah. in, in a way. I mean, not quite, I'm <coughs> over that slightly, but like, they can do really intricate stuff if they want to. Mm. And sometimes they just have all three guitars blasting power chords and at once, just attack yeah. it at once, you know, and playing the same thing basically. But then sometimes, as on dose your dreams the uh, opener yeah. um uh, as in the title track they're just, just doing all little different funky stuff and yeah. like you know that's on, on the album it's the one that sounds very kind of i thought it sounded quite stone roses i'm not yeah. sure if you would agree with that but yeah 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 quite, has a cool kind of late 80s early 90s kind of funky vibe it's a really cool song um and then damien just sort of comes on halfway i mean for brighton he came on halfway through it in uh in a hoodie, and then took the hoodie off, and then just started screaming at yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, that's which what is he did. great. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, that, I, I mean, w- it, watching that show, and I thought some of you know a lot of the other songs were great as well. Like uh, the other shoe, which they ended with um, off of uh, it's, it's off David Comes to Life, isn't yeah. It? and yeah, um, and you know that. I remember thinking that sounds so much better live than it, yeah, does, yeah, 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 it does on. Um, on record I Hate Summer got a massive chant like, chant it was fucking it was fucking incredible fucking brilliant yeah, yeah. and you know obviously all the songs that they played from of Dreams I thought were absolutely amazing yeah. I thought it was really really great and I felt vindicated watching the show as to me making a real point which is one of the things that I've made so often and any kind of dissenting voice for that album is usually well the thing is they've just got this guy screaming over the top of it how fucking integral is Damien to that show
1: Oh, to the show, most definitely. And that's why I'm like, you don't don't get rid of him. No, no, no. But are people saying get rid of him? No, people aren't saying get rid of him. They're just saying
0: he limits them. And I don't think he does at all. Don't think he does. Mm. Certainly not live. I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, massive...
1: He's an amazing presence live and like he was telling great stories in Brighton like he used to live near Brighton and he's just telling these great stories and you know we've talked a lot about how it's really great when you feel like you're getting different shows to what the other uh, you know the other nights that they're playing and it was obvious that all of his between stage banter was stuff that you weren't getting because it was related to Brighton. Yeah yeah he was talking about how he went to
0: see a super chunk show in the Year 2000 at the garage. Oh, cool. he said it was my first ever job in the music industry. I went to a super show and they asked me to watch a merch store for two minutes. Oh, cool! And getting stuff those little stories. Yeah, They're like, yeah, he's not making anything up. That's the fucking that's no, no, the dude. no,
1: no, exactly. He is just you know, he is being <clears throat> him on stage, and that's something that I've always you know, I've kind of um said. What I've, I've made it clear how I feel about this kind of persona that metal frontmen or whatever mm. have on stage, where they're just like fucking circle pit or whatever. You know, yeah. I just have no time for that. Really, I'm not particularly yeah, interested it's a in what? it. Circle pit? No, no. You said metal
0: frontmen have a what? Persona. 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 Yeah. Persona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have a go? What? Well, persona. You and your fucking rock paper scissors
0: bullshit. Yeah. Do you know can... what? I heard someone called Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, Cyril X Fogusson the other day. <laughs> Cyril X Fogusson? <laughs> oh, you know, Cyril X forgussin. Cyril X Fogusson?
1: I'm going. I'm staying. I'm staying I keep calling personal. Sade Sade as well. Yeah. So. so, you know, we all You're do. Right. Personal, personal. Uh, I'm a reader, mate. Um...
0: <laughs> uh, fuck talking
1: <laughs> it's overrated i'm kind of uh, partly i mean i'm not jealous i didn't see your show because i saw macedon yeah uh, but at the same time i kind of am because my um gripe with the brighton show is i wanted them to do more from dose your dreams mm. Um, they played 13 songs in Brighton and they played 17 mm-hmm. I just had a cheeky look I saw on that on the old setlist FM yeah. um, and um, it looks like I would have enjoyed the London show so much more because what I wanted them to do was just to be braver and do more Dose Your Dreams material there are certain songs on that app record that I don't know how they could do them live mm. um, but at the same time I would have quite Is that the
0: London show you got there? Just, uh, a, just a little reminder That is the London did.
1: show yeah um at the same time, I mean, would you I don't want to put down the older material because I do really like it. Mm. And like, as you said, when they played stuff like um I hate summer and, and Even David Comes to Life and stuff, mm. you know, it's fucking great. Um But I feel like this album is such a step up and so ambitious. You want I, it would, full. I want it in full. I would happily see it in full yeah if they were able to do it. But I think in a way <laughs> they've made an album which is too ambitious for what they can do live maybe
0: i'm not sure because they did play a bit of you know enough stuff on it that i mean i think just starting with dosa dreams made me go oh they could probably do i think it would be tough for them to do something like um mechanical bull
1: mechanical bull or um i don't want to live in this world anymore maybe with the boys choir at the end. They could probably do a version yeah, of it. They could do a version of it probably. I don't know.
0: But anyway, I mean, I thought it was brilliant. Having not seen them before uh or since for Funo for, you know, for a long time and being so in love with the album, you know, I was I was glad that I went and I was glad that mm. I got to see those songs which I love. But I was also I mean, I actually was glad to hear some of the other songs live and be like they're just a really good band. It's yeah, like Sometimes you get a band and you just go, they've got that one album that I love and yeah, I don't really care yeah. about anything else. I think actually I am now a fully converted fan of Fucked Up.
1: I was surprised when we did the Your Dreams review that you weren't already, I have mm-hmm. to say. Um, I do think Dota Dreams is the best thing they've done. But I, th- I think for me, my highlights were when they were taking risks. Like yeah, they did um, Love as is an Island in the yeah. Sea. The, mm-hmm. is, that's the one that sounds really beatles isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like the drummer singing in a really weird Sergeant Pepper-esque Beatles harmonies. And that was great, wasn't it? It's that great, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's and great. and I thought I'd love to see... It's not that no one likes Damien, or certainly from my perspective, I don't know if you've read other things where people have said that they don't like Damien, but it's not uh, it's not about not liking Damien, it's just really liking when they have other vocalists involved of as course, well. Of course, yeah. You know? I mean,
0: and yeah, you know, like... Um... <clears throat> Torch to Light or something like that would be a tough one to do live, I think, as well. But, you know... But I I hope... I I think... What they're doing is they're just going out and playing live. And they've released an album, you know, I think... (laughs) it's fucking brave or arrogant as fuck to, to release an album and go we've released this new album we're going we're to play it, it all full, alive. Yeah, even yeah. though we've been around for like 15 years yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can understand why they didn't do it I hope they get to the point towards it I hope, I'm hope. i sure at some point they will do a show somewhere where they go hey we're playing the album in full because yeah. bands have a tendency to do that I would love to see and that I would really like to see yeah. that but anyway yeah. there you go fucked up two different perspectives of uh, the same band busy old week for live stuff and it's going to be more it's going to carry on being this busy I think isn't it for gigs
1: Um. yeah it will for a little while I yeah, think while yeah
0: we'll talk about that soon. Anyway, trade-off. Last week, you gave me A Patient Man by Cult Leader. I gave you uh, from Lausanne, Switzerland by Favez. Why do I say Switzerland? Switzerland. Switzerland Switzerland by (laughs) Favez, Um, which was... Let's do that first. Which was released in 2002. It is the third album of seven records from the Swiss band who come from... Le Saint-Suisselline. <laughs> so, what a
1: surprise.
0: Uh, so, Renfri, um, um what
1: do you reckon about this then? Liked it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I pressed play on it and about 30 seconds later, I was like, I like this. It's good. Mm. Um, uh, it is kind of uh, emo-y. Get Up Kids, I got a lot of. Yeah. I can imagine that they influenced 100 Reasons and Hell is for Heroes, that kind of um thing quite a bit i got a lot of hot water music rival schools yeah a little bit of weezer which we'll get on to.
0: jimmy Eat world jimmy Eat world clarity absolutely. era jimmy Eat world
1: yes yeah yes. i think
0: is is one of the sort of the the big things uh for them um
1: but partic- just the quality was just sky high i fucking yeah. loved it i was annoyed like fathers was a name that i had vaguely heard mm. i say them quite a lot yeah maybe that's why yeah but bar that you know it's just just, i just didn't know anything about them at all they're from switzerland i knew that um and I, I thought it was fucking like The Ages of Wonder. Amazing song. Well, I, I, I started writing a list of all the songs I liked. So I just gave up because I was basically just writing the track list out. Mm. But I got to the Ages of Wonder, Show Me How to Groove, Chasing Honesty. Son of Steve McQueen is fucking brilliant. Well,
0: I was going to say, son of, son of Steve McQueen and <laughs> Into Eye Break for No One. For me, that yeah. is the apex of yeah. this record. And it comes as well straight off to um, And It Rains Like Hell, which yes. is proper g- clarity area in a Jimmy Eat yeah. World. Um, and dare I say it... He sounds like Tom York quite a lot on that song. Ooh. It's got a bit of Hell to the Thief era mm. radio head on mm. it. That's why it's weird, because to, to me, Faves, yes, they are. They were always sort of part of the emo scene. I think bringing up Jimmy Eat World and Weezer and Rival Schools and blah, blah, blah. I think Quicksand, you could bring up Quicksand, Quicksand as definitely. well. They've yeah. got more kind of riffy stuff in it as well. I mean, I think that... um when you go from Show Me How to Groove, which is really quite emo, into uh, don't let the riot in, which then comes in with this massive fuzzy bass, which could almost be like Fu Manchu or one of those yeah. sort of stonery bands. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it kind of I think because of the bands they played with and because of the way they looked, they got called emo quite a lot. And because there is quite a lot of that there's a bit of that in it, but they're just Really good rock songs, I think. I think. I think they're just a really good alternative rock band.
1: I'm very specifically talking about a style of emo which was before the yeah. biochemical romances yeah. came in and all that. But even that,
0: I still think there there's a lot of like stuff which isn't really to do with emo. You know, like I say, there's bits of um kind of bass tones and stuff from everything from pavement to. Yeah, to Orange Goblin. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. quite heavy at some points, and then it's quite kind of um, post-rocky at some like kind of post.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: So it, it's a cool. They're a cool. They're a fucking cool band.
1: Yeah, I really, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Have you heard much of their other material?
0: I heard. I've got some of their other albums. I also heard. Um, so this, they're, they're still together officially. Oh, and they've right. They've been together this whole time. They had an album out in 2011 called On Guard, which uh, is all right. It's okay brilliant they've got like seven albums uh and actually they used to be called um something else faves from the north or something they're called they had, they've had three albums out before the debut faves album mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which i don't think you'll be able to find anywhere but uh, it's quite
1: hard finding any of their stuff because yeah, I, I, f- I did look because i like this a lot yeah, yeah. um really
0: like so it they're you know they're f- i wouldn't say they're obscure but they're fairly kind of underground and i had to they- go to
1: discogs to get this <laughs> they've got a
0: lot of they've got a lot a lot a lot of um of uh of records out yeah a lot of records. yeah 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 They do like you know and they don't they've never ever 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 been talked about by anyone in the press pretty much ever
1: is there stuff worth going in on Uh, Are there other albums that are of this quality or slightly under? This is
0: definitely the best one. Right, okay. I would say this is the best one. I can't remember what the one before it's called, but it's got like, uh, shit, what those things? (laughs) It's got what looks like an IMAX cinema with nothing over the front of it. That is a really bad way to describe (laughs) it. But it's got like a kind of iron gate, um, like a big kind of iron scaffolding frame on the front cover of it that's quite good i cannot fucking remember what okay. that's called okay off the top of my head which is really annoying that one's good as well but i think this is this is the best one for sure
1: okay cool yeah they have a really interesting um uh lineup um mix of instruments so yeah. they have you know guitars bass drums blah 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 there's also like an organist mm-hmm. and a keyboard player yeah as well yeah which really adds some really cool in intricacies and really yep. cool bits and pieces i love the organ stuff yeah it's fucking it's great it? um but to have it on you know every song is or more or less every song yeah um it's really really cool um i really like this again you know i was saying with kruger like i basically ordered it straight away yeah um i did exactly the same thing with this that's good absolutely you great. bloody love swiss music i do <laughs> yeah it turns out i love just, swiss music yeah. um i'm desperately trying to google what this other record is as well um i think it is is it gentlemen start your engines
0: yes that's it gentlemen start your engines that's wicked as well yeah that's cool. good um yeah that's very good i would like so, to
1: dive in on them even more so yeah, you uh, should. yeah i will go to gentlemen's dive that's fucking great really really really, really loved this yeah, yeah i'm
0: glad you did because i thought they were they were very good and i've been giving you some silly albums <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute. Yes, you so. have. Uh, you gave me you gave me a patient man by Cult Leader, which came out last year. Yes, yes, and I definitely have heard the name Cult Leader. Yeah, Cult Leader definitely. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Nan, who is a, works for Nuclear Blast, went to me. You you need to listen to Cult Leader. Shout out Joe Nan, and I think he also sent me Mushuga vinyl recently. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out Joe Nan and Michigan Yeah, fucking wicked. Cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks. Um, and uh, he was like, "You'll like that," and I just went, oh, "All right." And then I forgot what they were called. And, that, and then, when you said it, I was like, "That's where I think that's where." Yeah. So this Peter is their second, album. It's album. the second album. Now, this is Gaza with a new singer. Yep. So I loved Gaza. Okay. Right. There was a tour that happened about two thousand seven, two thousand eight, maybe, maybe two thousand nine. That was. It was, uh, Converge. Kylesa, gaza cavell attack
1: i saw that tour I yes saw it twice that was mental fucking amazing yeah. now you
0: think all those other bands i mean Kylesa never got massive but they had a the bit of a moment mm-hmm. converge converge we've already spoken about cavell attack mm-hmm. uh the only band who didn't get any kind of push out of that was gaza mm-hmm. and i thought they were amazing they were brilliant on that tour both times i saw them they absolutely they, they fucking they did actually wipe the floor with Kylesa who I, again, who I really, really like. Yes,
1: probably agree, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, they got an album called I Don't Care Where I Go When I Die, which is fucking amazing. Um, he's Never Coming Back is really good as well, I think. And then they sort of vanished. Uh, but they sort of broke up under a cloud, didn't they? Which I don't think not, you need to go into yeah, why. Yeah, not great,
1: not great circumstances. Yeah,
0: so they broke up under a cloud, which you don't need to go into. But basically, the three, uh, the drummer, bassist, and guitarist in... Um, Gaza decided to split the band up and get a new singer,
1: mm-hmm. and so we all know where the problem was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: and cult leader are the result of them doing that. Yeah, I think this probably would have got into my top twenty last year had I have known it.
1: Yeah, so do I. <laughs> um, I had this. Um, You know, I feel like I might actually for the next couple of weeks give you a couple of records uh, that I still think that we should have we should have talked about in 2018 because Uh. there's just so much stuff. Um, And I think I listened to this. I'd I'd had it for a while. and I was like, I must get around to listening to that Cold leader record. Yeah. And I listened to the first for the first time over Christmas. I was like, damn it. Um, And just, yeah, Um, it is a... Stunning piece of work, isn't it? Mm, it's amazing. It's fucking great. I partly gave it to you. Um, and whilst I know it's not exactly the same, um, in anticipation of what you would say about the King 810 album, mm. in that, um, the well, I, I kind of knew you're going to say that because I read your Hammer review. So, so, but that whole thing of like, um, Whilst they don't, whilst King Eight Ten don't pull it off, at least they're a band who are trying to mix this metal thing with doing a sort of more Tom Waitsy type style or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. doing those different things. Um, my argument to that is Cult Leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, cult <laughs> yeah. Leader. Now I know Cult Leader. You know, I know there are people who would listen to King Eight Ten and like that and not listen to Cult Leader because it's a fuckload heavier. Yeah, I mean, but, they're
0: basically, like I know they got called a hardcore band, but you know, a song like. Craft of Morning is grindcore. Oh god, yeah,
1: it's disgusting. Do you know what I mean? It is full blown
0: grindcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, I think they ain't gonna cross over. No.
1: No, no, no. And I'm I'm not expecting them to. But then at the same time, they have these amazing like the title track is like seven minutes long and these songs where everything is just like the mood is just completely down tuned and it is far more of a very doomy singer songwriter type of vibe mm. and the vocalist his his vocals are like he makes mark lanagan sound like he's sober and not like, yeah. like you Jimmy know Somerville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or joe pasquale <laughs> uh, yeah. you know like yeah, I mean, he gets down there don't he oh man his voice is so resonant and it goes yeah. so low and it's um It's just amazing to listen to and watch. And considering how glacial those songs are, they're around sort of seven and a half, six and a half minutes and not loads of dynamics and stuff, but they really keep you... I mean, I feel like I could listen to those songs for double their length because there's just something so interesting about his voice. And this record has, yeah, it has sort of three or four different movements, really. It's like starts with three songs which just batter you around the head and there's two songs which together last 13 14 minutes in length which are this more doomy singer song i think then they batter you around the head again yeah and and then, then they, they finish kind of like finish the yeah. the guy
0: out at the end yeah it's really it's amazing it's really good yeah it's, yeah, an it's incredible really, really record good. and again i think like we said it about the daughter's album it's so much more powerful when when you kind of bring it right down and then when it comes right back and it goes so far and you know it's not like they go from being quite slow and quite doomy and quite dark to being quite heavy and quite Mm. fast (laughs) they go from literally being like you know the sound of the plates of the the planet moving to going at warp speed and screaming and it being brutal and that just the dynamics of it just it makes everything just work everything just pops so much so much better
1: but to make that work as well, I mean, we're going to talk about a record today, actually, which is very eclectic and goes to lots of different places. But like, I think to make it work over uh, a cohesive album um, is very uh, difficult to do. It is, you know, yeah. it's it's not an easy thing to do, and I think it's the difference between good albums and great albums. And and you know, this I I, I personally think that I prefer cult leader to daughters uh, uh this this record not uh-huh. the bands overall um but this records to the last daughter's record i think just i mean as i said before i found that daughter's record so <laughs> discordant it's kind of the sort of thing that i admire but rarely listen to if mm. i'm totally honest i'm kind of hoping my mind will be changed when we see them in april but um but this record uh, you know, it's not as discordant. It's still pretty disgusting. And, yeah.
0: And yeah. It's not the same level as the Daughters album. I no, know. no. But, it's, but that, to me, it's a, it's a really good record. Yeah. It's definitely a really oh, yeah, good yeah, record. Yeah. And you know, I, even though it's very different and this might have popped in, in my list ahead of say, Mantar.
1: Right. Whatever. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: but it's great. So anyway, that's The Patient Man by Cult Leader. Next week, Renfrey, what are you going to give me?
1: Uh, I'm going to give you a album called Good To Hear by Candy. Okay, I think
0: I've actually got that saved on my phone. Do you? From when I went to Architects. Someone was talking to me about them the other day. Ah. And I was like, oh, I've been meaning to listen to that for ages. Isn't it 13 minutes long?
1: 17.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, well, that's lucky. that I've already got it saved up and ready to go. Good job I didn't actually bother getting around to listening to it when I said I was going <laughs> to it. I've got gone, no, I've been spending the last three weeks listening to that.
1: Um, it's another record from last year that we mm,
0: should have come. Should have done yeah, i yeah. So I understand. I'm going to give you... Sorry, mate. Back to ridiculousness okay. again. I'm going to give you, because I've given you Black Grape, I've given you Depeche Mode, given you New Order. I'm trying to give you as much of this stuff as yeah. possible. You never rave about any of it. So I thought, fuck
1: mm, it. Uh, Depeche Mode one. You quite
0: decent. liked it. Yeah, no, you liked Depeche Mode. All right, fine. Echo the kind of Bunny menu that was going to yeah. put that as well. So you're getting, it's as stupid as it can possibly get. Next week, you are going to be given 30-something by Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine.
1: Oh, I've heard of this lot, right? Yeah. yeah you've okay. heard
0: of this lot. Of course you've heard of this lot. They headlined Glastonbury Renfrey. What? We'll talk about that next week. So okay. Carter USM, uh, we'll, I'll be given to you and uh, <laughs> and I'll get candy. so
2: yeah,
0: excellent. I want candy. ha ha etc, etc. Right, let's do some reviews, shall we? Hooray. We're going to start. At the beginning, um, <laughs> now, uh, Bring Me the Horizon album came out last week. Uh, the, the two albums that we're sort of starting with really are ones that you've probably been listening to a fair bit over the week. Obviously, Bring Me the Horizon we didn't get, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute because I feel like we need to just get this out of the way. Weezer surprisingly dropped the Teal album, get this their twelfth studio album from the legendary geek rock chaps, chaps uh, um, who decided to release a ten-track album. Of covers, hmm. uh, basically, I guess, from the success of uh, their cover of by Africa, by Toto. I would imagine is, uh, that know, was what's... Hilarious internet thing, wasn't it, that, I... <laughs> that happened.
1: Um, <laughs> you seem really annoyed, uh, perturbed by that bit. Well, I might as well talk
0: everything. about this, because basically, I don't think you need to review this, Renfrew because obviously last week you spoke about architects covering Changing the House of Flies. And you said, the thing about architects is, and this is why they're not a good band, blah, 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 is because if you're going to cover a song... Yeah, I had uh, a feeling this would come. (laughs) If you're going to cover a song, a classic song like Changing the House of Flies, Mm -hmm. you can't just do it exactly the same. (laughs) You have to put your own stamp on it. Otherwise, it's rubbish. And what's the point? There's no point doing it. Don't do that. What is the point? So presumably as Weezer released a Teal album, you're going to sit here and tell me that this is a pathetic waste of time. You're going to, that's what you're going to say, right?
1: You don't like fun, do you, Steve? I love
0: fun. (laughs) I love fun. And I've got, now that's what I call music 1987. So (laughs) uh, go, I do not need the Teal album, but we'll probably get into my thoughts in a little bit.
1: I think, um, you know, fair play. Touche. I see what you're saying. Mm. Um, I think it is, I think the Teal album is quite possibly the smartest marketing move made by a band for a very long time. Um, Because, uh, and and that might sound cynical, but I actually do think there's an element of genius to it. Um, Most people... Uh, ordinary joe people on the street whatever don't really talk about weezer that much anymore because they don't really care they just see them as that kind of geek rock band weezer are releasing a proper new album next month they are the black album correct yeah um which isn't a cover of metallica seminal 1999 (laughs) although i wouldn't put it past him (laughs) (laughs) um and surprise releasing this covers album of massive 80s tunes i mean i would be stunned if anyone listens to this album and doesn't recognize any of the songs on it we're talking about billy jean yeah. well, uh
0: no scrubs isn't an 80s song oh or and just, paranoid isn't it well, it's mainly yeah.
1: 80s it is mainly 80s songs right well no
0: scrubs isn't paranoid, paranoid is not isn't. and stand by me isn't and okay. i can see me like, so that's four da, 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 da. so six of the f- oh the right, ten all right there's are, a lot of 80s there's a <laughs> yeah. 80s yeah <laughs> Theme
1: to it. I mean, mm-hmm. the way that they've dressed up on the fr- album cover yes. and stuff. Miami Vice. Cosplay. Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Um, and I just, I think it's got people talking about Weezer that wouldn't normally talk about Weezer, mm. and um, you know, the No Scrubs thing seems to be the main thing that people are talking about, which I think is one of the few covers that is a f- relatively different to the original. I accept that these covers aren't massively different to the originals. What I think they have done, though, Rivers is a phenomenal songwriter. Yes, uh, and a very like a, a a student of music. He clearly sits and study. We we've heard all these things about his spreadsheets that he has and stuff like that. He clearly sits and down and studies music. What I feel like he's done. Is taken the most popular songs by these artists, which is you know where the marketing comes in, mm. and gone right. What is it about these songs? What is the best element of these songs? And then just ratcheted that up to eleven. And as <laughs> Steve just that was the mad, that was the sound of Steve hitting himself in the face. <laughs> and they're really confident, well done versions of these songs does the world need this album no but as a surprise release like now i want all if if bands are even going to bother releasing cover albums i want them all to be a surprise now like i I, because this is a bonus this isn't this isn't like you you called you said it was weezer's 12th album. I don't consider this Weezer's 12th album. I consider it a bonus. I consider it a precursor to the Black Album. And I consider it, you know, cynically, I consider it a marketing tool to get people to talk about Weezer again. But I'd much rather a marketing tool to get people talking about Weezer again be a 35-minute album that I can stick on and have a really fun time listening to than some, I don't know, some abhorrent advert or viral campaign or whatever and i think it's kind of i think that is real genius and there are i think rivers understands these songs and it's a good exercise for him to just go i'm gonna cover some of the biggest songs in pop history and beef up what is so good about them and 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 present them to the world and I don't think there's a you know, if, if this was the only album Weezer were releasing this year, I'd be a bit like, is that really gonna be the next Weezer record? But as a as a fun throwaway surprise, I listened to this a few like quite a few times the day it came out and just really enjoyed myself. You know. It's not it's not gonna set the world on fire or anything like that, but I just really, really enjoyed it. Um I think um some of what they do, so there's this this song Happy Together by the Turtles. Um yeah. and I think like they, they go into like a half time chorus um thing with that song, which I think is better than the original. Like it sounds fucking great. And it's kind of it's kind of the alien ant farm spoof criminal school of covers in that all they've really done is beefed up bits and pieces and made the production a bit better and made the guitars a bit heavier. But in some cases, I mean, do you do you dislike the Toto cover? Do you think it's a bad cover? I just it's the, it's there. The Toto cover is yeah.
0: the, the Toto song is there.
1: And I can tell Benfrey, you.
0: Renfrey, let me tell you something. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Congratulations that you have actually made me somehow, against all the odds come into this, you have within your first opening sentence made me Dislike this album even more <laughs> than I already did by pointing out what a cynical marketing tool it is. Right now, yes, I think it, correct, yeah. correct. If you're going to release an album as, uh, I guess, a piece of advertising for your forthcoming album, yeah. that's fine. Like I, you know, I don't. There's nothing wrong. Do you think it this is album, any more than that? Do you think this is any more than that? No, but I mean, probably not. No, not really. But then at the same time. It's so fucking icky that that is what what has what has to happen. Like that is a bit of a fucking shitter that that is the way of things now. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. People aren't are suddenly going Weezer doing no scrubs. Like loads of people who've never heard of Weezer before just hate them because they've ruined no scrubs, right? And ultimately, you know, I love Weezer. I okay. mean, they're obviously never going to stop being disappointing are they that's <laughs> what they're going to do forever now you know you only have to listen to i mean none of this is actually musically as bad as like the girl got hot or i can't stop partying like from ratitude if, if
1: ratitude or hurley it's the, yeah death to false metal none you know, of it's, it's as bad as that th- at all
0: i mean it does sound like your dad and his i mean my dad as well like not even your like you the 19 year old person listening to this Not your dad, my dad (laughs) and his mates have gone into the karaoke studio and have gone and done a karaoke version of a song that they've heard on the radio a couple of times.
1: Uh, You see, I think that's ever so slightly unfair because I I think the conviction is there.
0: Yeah, well, my yeah, but I think my bloody da- my dad, if he was singing paranoid, would probably if he had a you know he has a couple of cans of John Smith bitter and goes down <laughs> and karaoke and he thinks he's Ozzy Osbourne. Well, yeah,
1: you're, your dad's yeah. a great singer, mate. Well, and fine, like, clearly. like <laughs> I mean, well, uh, when I saw Billy Jean on the track listing, I was kind of like, oh no. Well, I, I, don't, I don't the wanna, whole. Th- I don't this hear is the point. Do Michael Jackson the and whole was...
0: track listing, the entire track listing, and yeah. this again, like. This is the fucking problem. How many... If you're going to do a covers album, fine. Do you know what I mean? Like Metallica's... The reason why... Garage Inc. Yeah. is great is because they pick not the most obvious Nick Caves. You know, there's a couple of famous ones on there, but they're picking Merciful Fate. Yeah. They're picking... Um, free Speech for the Dumb. By yeah, Free charge. Speech for the Dumb. And they're picking you know like
1: Sabra Cadabra, yeah, as opposed to as Paranoid, opposed to Paranoid
0: yeah. or you know they're picking um, uh, the, the Diamond Head uh, Am I Evil or whatever like evil, all the, you know, and, and all those ones are on there and you listen to it and you go like yeah there are songs on here that I recognise there are artists on here who I've heard of uh, you know, I guess a lot of people will know Turn the Page by Bob Seger. Yep, yep, Obviously yep. a lot of people will know Whiskey in the Jar but yep. it's not only that. I looked at the track listing for this and, and like you say, they are picking the most of, if you can do a Michael Jackson song fine, do a fucking Michael Jackson song but why is it? And this goes out to everyone. If you're going to cover Michael Jackson you don't just have to cover "Billy Jean or Beat It or Smooth Criminal. I mean, like, cover just Good Friends. This, cover
1: Jam. Cover is, Burn This Disco Out. This, like, this is where the marketing tool comes in. But, Why? What, but then, what's to, the point to, an, to annoy me annoy yeah, you yeah, I'm fine, and well, I'm to not... get you to talk about them?
0: But that's not what a fucking band
1: <laughs> are meant to be. You're not, you're, what are you a band or are you just some trolls? Like they're not the fast food rockers. Well, actually, I'll go back on that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's purely to annoy. I think it's mainly. This to get is the people sort of thing Attila them. would do, right? It's the sort oh, of
0: thing that like some shit. Boy band would do right. They would pick. They, they, would, would, they would. They would pick. Do. Sweet dreams are made of this. Of course they would. They would pick. This is. Am I going to have to redo the Puddle of Muds Metal Hammer fucking review again? Am I going to have to go? Why don't you just do Happy Birthday? But they, why don't you just do I wish you a Merry Christmas? Why don't you, you just shout? Do you, do you want to do the Jurassic Park? You thing did too?
1: share a list on Twitter yeah, of yeah, great songs that yeah, they should The R cover.
0: White's lemonade advert, right? <laughs> the Frosties we're going to taste great. Yeah, do that. <laughs> like. Just say Snapchat over and over again, and play the fucking riff, play the the guitar part from Rainbow. I
1: think the do the He-Man soundtrack. I, I, it's a
0: fucking Go Compare advert. This
1: it's I one of those Halifax ad- oh,
0: it's a, you know those Halifax adverts where yeah. the, the annoying cunt is in Ghostbusters and Scooby Doo yeah. and like get your own stuff, fuck off. <laughs> It's <laughs> rubbish. It's fucking rubbish.
1: Well, okay, okay. The difference. Uh, the, I'm gonna stick up for Weezer a little bit here. I think um, the difference between Attila doing this and Weezer doing it is Rivers intrinsically understands why these songs are great and has put that to the fore. You know, and I like. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised when I heard the Billy Jean cover, for example. I was expecting it to be a train wreck, and I think it's done pretty well. Are you I think, mad? Yeah, no. Are you yeah, mad? no. Listen <laughs> to it. I, I wouldn't take it over the original, but I didn't think it was anywhere. What I the idea I had in my head as to how bad it was going to be, it was nowhere near that. It's it's
0: just a, a, a middle aged white person singing it, and and literally putting the same. Oh, ah, in, the, like, ow, in the same place like, I just, and I didn't expect him to be able to
1: pull that off and he somehow does
0: I, I mean I don't think he does so okay. I think the problem with his record is one is that they just sound like kind of process like they've managed to make them all sound a bit like modern Weezer yeah. Like, you can kind of tell it's Weezer. Well, and I been, don't they've... think that that's really that much of a compliment. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, they, none of them... <laughs> I would like them to have done Paranoid and done it to be like, the world has turned and mm-hmm. has turned. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been cool? If they'd have completely changed it up. But they don't. They it is, This is the safest... And like you say, it's a fucking marketing tool. And it's it's cynical. And I just think, like, I don't want to be all, like oh, we should be better than this, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But fuck it, I am going to be. Because <laughs> Weezer have become so absolutely ridiculous over the last few... I mean, they played Sonosphere, they an hour, they've got all those brilliant songs, they've been playing Pinkerton in full, and they decided to mm-hmm. play Paranoid Androids and a fucking Teenage Dirtbag in the middle of it. Yeah. And just do them exactly the same. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. So he's yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. he's a weird guy, I get it. I quite like it. You know, I yeah. love Weezer. We, we all... We all love Pinkett and we all love the Green album. There's always going to be a couple of great songs on every single record. The White Album was fucking awesome. White Album's great. White Album's awesome.
1: Yep.
0: But this cannot be stuck up for. It cannot be stuck up for Renfrew. You cannot... Are you going to apologise to architects? Are you going to... You have to apologise. because... They went into a studio and had a couple of hours to knock out a cover... Weezer have cynically recorded all of the most... They've gone into a studio. Imagine going into a studio and, and going, we're going to do um, No Scrubs. The fucking engineer was probably like, you're going to... What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah, we got it for like a month to do this album. What? And you went into the studio and I don't... I just... I, I really hate... Like. Like you. I think you were, you were right last week. I couldn't yeah. argue against it. If you're going to do a cover, do something different with it. And I just think also the song choices. There's... There's so many... Yeah, haha, ha, you did Africa. Everyone wanted some twat on the internet yeah. wanted you to do Africa. Yeah. So you did it. Oh, that was yeah. nice. You patted some patronised some person. And everyone went, ah, look at the internet. Isn't it great? Yeah. If you tell someone to do it, they'll just fucking do it. Right? And oh, I, I, just, I find this album unbearably depressing. <laughs> unbearably <laughs> depressing. And it's not fun. I don't need any of these songs. I, no. Take on me. Do, do The Sun Always Shines on TV. Don't do Take On Me. But, Why have you got okay, to do the most famous the, one?
1: Because... Because the reason, and you're not going to like this answer, but this is the answer, because people will react to them doing Take On Me more than they'll react to doing an Aha song that they don't know. Well, maybe. People will react more to them doing Billie Jean I mean, I do, like someone suggested in a review that I read, someone suggested that Rivers went onto Spotify and just found the most popular song by those artists and went, right, we're doing that. Yeah, and, I and have no doubt. To really. be honest, I, yeah, maybe he did. But I think, I mean, I hope this doesn't, I, I, my fear is that this will create a spate of these cover albums and I we really don't need them, I don't think. No. And I absolutely agree. It, th- this got me to thinking and I was kind of like, actually the weezer cover album that i would love to hear i'd love to hear them doing grindcore songs but making them weezer songs or something like that you know turning i definitely would have a lot more time and a lot more respect for an album where they do take a song and weezer up just totally change it and for the most part these are very straight ahead covers i think i don't don't know if you could say that i know scrubs particularly he's a man singing it (laughs) that's it uh, all right. I'm if not, he could I'm...
0: cut his cock off and black up, he would.
1: <laughs> Another title. <laughs> um, um, <I> think... <laughs> what kind of title is that? I think I, th- I, I you know, and I, I'm I'm not going to go back on what I said last week. I do agree that doing straight covers generally it's a bit of a waste of time, but in this case, it is a very smart marketing tool. And oh. and and as far as marketing tools are concerned, I'd rather this than some annoying, shitty viral campaign that I yeah, follow for hours. Yeah, like it just
0: makes them seem like a bit of a joke, I think. They've just become a bit of a joke to I people. I mean,
1: haven't Weezer seemed like that for an awfully long time? Yeah, and, but you don't have to pull your own pants down, do you? <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> I, I I, I. mean, yeah, they have. And they do, like... Do you know what I mean? The kind of... The way he wants to be a rapper and, you know, yeah. the stupid video. Getting Weird Al Yankovic on the app. Like, oh, it's just the whole thing just seems so desperate. It's like, I just... I mean, for someone who goes on like the 90s all the time, this is going to sound like a really hypocritical thing to say. But this kind of, like lol remember that thing revisionist peter k bullshit it's just exhausting now it's mm. just oh, remember that thing oh, that's all we were doing like oh, remember the muppets oh, <laughs> oh fuck off like I, they, I they, this has annoyed me more than just them releasing a the shit album
1: <laughs> i i would i would rather this than ratitude or I death wouldn't. to False I metal wouldn't. or hurley um those are the only ones that i really don't like um you know, I, I it, it's a weird one because I think I'm probably kinder to Weezer than you are. Like, I thought Pacific Dayd- Daydream was okay. Um, I, re- I really like Everything Will Be Alright in the End. I think that's when Weezer started to get good again. Yeah. And I'd much rather that they just concentrated on making good records again. But the, But the thing with this is this hasn't... This hasn't delayed the black album. This hasn't changed the black album coming out. No, but you know. it's made. It, if
0: this is their mindset going into it, I am like, oh my fucking god, here we go. I mean,
1: with the, go. with the black album, I'm more concerned about the singles that I've heard, which yeah. I'm not sure about at the moment. But, but you know, when I've heard, heard the singles from the white album out of context, I, I didn't particularly like them either. But in context. You know, it's one of the best records Weezer have made for several, de- well, at least a decade. Well, anyway, there so, you go. Yeah.
0: Um, that's Weezer, the Teal album. It is out right now, as I'm sure you you, you are well aware. Or you could just listen to Absolute Eighty for an hour uh, <laughs> and you hear the same songs, but done by the people that actually fucking wrote them. <laughs> Pathetic. Um, anyway, let's move on. Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, Ammo, you know this one, don't you? You already know this one. I've this came out this, last week. Yeah. Um, going at number one, you know. Yeah, cool. So um it's the, the sixth album from the Sheffield metal stroke, definitely not metal superstars. <laughs> definitely um an and yeah, it looks like it's gonna go in at number one, which it means there's an album that's gonna be number one in the UK album charts, which features Danny Filth and references the Black Dali murder. What is there to not like about that, oh, Renfrew? Yeah. Well um, well quite that? a lot as it turns out. Um <laughs> yeah go on sorry what are you going to say what's the Black Dahlia murder reference in the heavy metal there's a kid on the ground in in a Black Dahlia thing oh
1: right I totally
0: missed that I just didn't hear that Um, so anyway listen uh, it's been out a week now so I imagine most people have Mm. already heard it I think Mm. we should almost certainly keep this fairly short because I don't think they're really that fussed about what we think about them Um, uh, and it's sort of starting to feel like they're creeping not even creeping striding away from the worlds of alternative uh rock and metal uh, at a vast pace, but that doesn't mean that that necessarily makes ammo a bad record
1: you're going into this very with with what one would say is almost a foregone conclusion conclusion opinion what do you mean uh well it just it, it, it almost feels like you're you've made you know, your I- mind up. They've made their
0: mind up, mm-hmm. haven't they? Really? Let's be perfectly honest. They've uh they've certainly and I which this is the thing, right? I've said it a whole bunch of times. If I got treated the way that metal fans have treated Bring Me Horizon, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck mm-hmm. it, let's make a pop mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because why wouldn't you?
1: Well, let's start with what this album is. So um I cool. it's me. not a rock album, it's not a pop album, it's not a metal EDM album. album, it's not a metal album i would call it a modern alternative record yeah i guess that's That's pretty much fair the record that it reminds me of the most that has come out since we've been doing this is trench by 21 pilots Mm -hmm. it's a record that kind of sits in lots of different genres uh goes into lots of different places and does what it wants to do uh and as a result is kind of higgledy piggledy let's yeah, say it it's a like little a, bit all over the feels place
0: Feels like a spotify playlist yes. of like popular new songs doesn't yeah. it yeah it um does.
1: and i think as a result i think you know my opinion of it is like a roller coaster like sometimes i'm listening to it i'm like oh that's really good mm. and sometimes i'm listening to it like i'm not really feeling this yeah um and I'm, it kind of made me think about these records as a whole, because these, the, these bands are becoming massive. Arena Racks, 21 Pilots, and Bring Me the Horizon. This is the direction, T- to a degree, Shikari, not as much. I think they have more of a through line and a bit more thought into what they do. But I think their bands, and I'm not including Shikari in this, I think they are bands that have basically gone, well, no one listens to records anymore yeah so we're you know it's the spotify generation it's the streaming generation people put stuff on shuffle they you know make their own playlists and stuff and we we can put out whatever we want and it doesn't have to be cohesive or coherent and i think the thing that makes me sad is this you know there are bands making albums there are, still, also are there's, yeah. there's loads of them actually and particularly in the rock world which you know bring me are only flirting with on this record um there is loads of of rock bands making records particularly but bring me have just decided not to do that and i guess and i think they've created a bunch of actually in some cases really interesting songs mm. in some cases um a bunch of not so interesting songs as well um but i would love to hear I, I want these bands to do something cohesive and i feel like when we look back at this era of music the thing that we're going to see which dates it is a lot of bands not writing cohesive pieces of work
0: yeah well i mean i've already kind of touched on it with uh, there's the there's a kid on the gram i think if you're if you're referencing social media i mean if <laughs> if you heard a song now and it said something about myspace yeah, you're immediately allowing yeah. it that you'd go fucking myspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if there was a so- if there was like a metalcore song about friends reunited. Yeah. it's not in in at some point you're gonna no one's gonna want to listen to that so that song is mentioned in instagram now we don't know if instagram is going to be yeah. around in 10 years well the reason yeah, you yeah, are yeah, exactly. in you are dating and and yeah. certainly the gram i mean will people be calling it the gram in 10 years I, I, you are I'm, dating it to today i'm gonna confess I've never it.
1: i had to look up what the gram was. i was like what the fuck is he talking about and All then i like, worked yeah.
0: out oh Granddad deadman over there
1: <laughs> um heavy metal is an interesting one overall because obviously it's the song where they're you know finally kind of going and oh we don't care about what rock fans say about us anymore in terms of like the message of that song it kind of feels like it should have been the first song on on that's the spirit you know yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah. is a bit like why have you buried this song on track 12 of an album where people kind of got over i mean are people still annoyed that bring Me people are people an annoyed album? about
0: that song oh mate i really want to talk to see you. this you've jumped right into a place that i wanted to talk oh, okay. to anyway because that song which a i think is excellent it's
1: actually a really good song yeah. is
0: an excellent song um mm. and b <laughs> will date obviously yeah, it will. um definitely definitely will sound yeah. it will sound like my, in the, this, will, this will sound like Black Grape <laughs> at some point. Yeah. It will. I agree. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah uh, but at the moment, yeah, zeitgeisty as fuck. It's a really good song. I've seen people on. I mean, I looked because I saw a few people going, like Whoa, they shouldn't be slanging off metal fans. Are we really your fans? It's like, No, they I don't. But A, if you're a fan of their early stuff and you don't like where they're going now, well, then they are going to probably like sneer at you a little bit if you're one of those people that have just been sort of shitty and outwardly aggressively t- the whole time they're not going to want it they're not going to go oh sorry sorry for making the music that we want to make because that's one thing i do think they're making there's nothing i don't think this is a cynical record no i, I agree think, you know i don't think i think you can if you listen to from suicide season onwards you can see the the steps that they've been making when i say they stride away they stride pretty far from whatever they've just been doing on every release this doesn't feel like a massive departure from that's a spirit and i don't think that's a spirit felt like a gargantuan departure from sen paternal and i don't think sen paternal was a huge i think all of them had quite a lot different you know like i wasn't massive on uh, it's weird right because to go right back to it, we'll go back to fucking heavy metal in a bit because basically I've seen some people moaning on the internet and I don't think anyone's got any cause to get... You've seen people get, moaning on yeah, the internet? I know, right? It? I don't think anyone's got any cause to be upset about it's that song or unusual. be grumpy about that song because no. fuck, you know, fuck you. Metal fans are fucking horrible to Bring Me The Horizon. They're fucking horrible yeah. to them. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're certainly better at doing this than they are what they were doing on like This Is What The Edge Of Your Seat Is Made For like they're oh, certainly absolutely they are than, Yeah, you know, yeah just yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. a really awful version of the red chord yes. I'd much rather listen to this than listen to that definitely and um, and so you know I don't begrudge Bring Me The Horizon anything really my only problem before was that Suicide Season I think is was a real step up as a modern savage sounding metal record I think and I still think there is a hell that is the cohesive album that is the most interesting, especially at the time, that record is very, very, like, it felt really experimental and yet still really, really heavy. And it felt like having uh, two, like a foot firmly entrenched in both camps. Yeah. Semperternal is the hit factory. You know, to me, that's the, their black album. You know, that's got all the... I know it hasn't got as many hits as That's the Spirit on it, but to me, like, that is the one that's got the most big, big, big songs on it. Mm. I don't necessarily think, you know, and... It's like Unjustice for All. Like, if there is a hell is Unjustice mm-hmm. for All, paternal is the black album. Mm-hmm. That's a spirit that kind of makes it load, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of, and, and the analogy still works because that's the spirit. I think the singles, some of the singles are really, really good. Drown's really good. Yeah. True Friends is really good. I agree. Happy Song is really, really fucking good. Mm. Um, I'm not mad on Throne. Um, oh, I I'm, quite like Throne. Yeah, Which go. is all right. Yeah, I'm not mad on follow you either. But the rest of the album, I mean, I went back to listen to that.
2: Yeah.
0: In sort of preparation for this one. Yeah. I still don't rate it, but ultimately, it's one iffy album with three really good songs on it. Three really, really good songs on it. Deep, in a uh, career that I'd and I for me, this is better than. I was going to say. I I, I think this is definitely better than that. Definitely spirit. better than that. Spirit. Yeah. I had a funny feeling we were going to come in and go. That's it. They're done. Forget it. Bring me a they Are over. And I do not feel like that at all.
1: No, no, not in the slightest. This this album will do brilliant business. Not even, then, but it's not like, even
0: about. It's not for, not for for anyone else. I mean, obviously, it's going to do brilliantly. Mm. But I I it, I'm interested. Like they're playing that festival with them and run the jewels and idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they all points like I'm now going. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, oh that makes sense now. I really yeah, want to yeah, go yeah. to
1: that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of. I don't think they're as good. But I think the thing with Bring Me Now is, you know, they are kind of like, uh, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, a bit like Radiohead in that we now don't know what to expect from a Bring Me Here album, and I think that's exactly the, the what, where they wanted to be. Yeah, and fair play to them, I think they've achieved it now because, you know. W- I have no idea what their seventh record's going to sound like. I have no idea mm. what their eighth record's going to sound like. And to be honest, I will give them credit. That is quite, that's artistry, I think. It in a is, way. yeah. I think um, Radiohead are much more cohesive and the standard is way higher with Radiohead. Oh, that's and, it, isn't it?
0: It's like They're throwing a lot of stuff at everything. Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, I'm just looking at the track listing now
0: and I would say that You've got, I apologise if you feel something, which is a kind of pff, bit of a nothing sort of intro, yeah, two-minute long yeah. intro. Don't even want to count that. I think Mantra's great. I like Mantra, yeah. I think Nihilist Blues, everyone's been banging on about how great Nihilist Blues is. I think it's, I I think think it's boring. boring, right?
1: I, I think it's just boring. and goes on far too long, personally. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but because I hate, this was one, I hated it, first of all, in the dark okay i hated i absolutely i was like this is boring because it just sounds like one of those Wow. Uh, uh. it's got that uh, That all the pop songs have got and i was like oh god see right? that's the thing it's not original like do you know what i mean nice. it, before it was like Semper i sort of went you kind of mix in new metal with a bit of electro with like yeah. modern metal core and that's quite interesting And yeah. i felt like they were ahead of the curve yeah i don't feel like much of like a lot of this is ahead of the curve although saying that i was listening to this this this, mor- this morning and in the dark came on i went oh god and then halfway through i found myself humming it it's got a little mm. bit of pace to it mm. and even though it's got that fucking clawing annoying production that all these fucking albums have got i mean you put it on headphones and it sounds amazing it, it sounds kind sound of annoying yeah, annoyingly yeah, amazing uh, cool. yeah uh you know we're about to talk about two albums that. Do not have that, but this oh. is like you know been polished to within an inch of its life, mm-hmm. and but I have ended up sort of quite liking it. Wonderful life's a fucking banger. That wonderful on, life's great. We'll fit yep. on a, a limp biscuit record. Then you have got a little ouch. You've got a little.
1: It's like Oriental trip hop, but I do actually quite like it's it. It's fine. It's like it? a minute yeah. and a half.
0: Medicine I don't like. See, medicines where when the pace drops and it becomes that really kind of boring sort of minimalisty sounding. Yeah. And, uh, the thing is, is, like there's no point us talking about it because I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't like anyone doing that type of thing. Yeah. I don't like that modern pop music. I don't like the production. I don't like the sounds. I don't like what seems to be well maybe it's just me that there's a a lack of originality and a lack of uniqueness to it like maybe that's just me because every time i listen to it i just go straight away well no
1: i think you have hit on something there like like you know i'm not as enamored with um there is a hell and sem paternal as a lot of other metal fans are i I do like both of those records but i I, you know wasn't part of the brigade which was like oh my god this is the best thing Mm. for a long long time but i do agree that they were doing something a little bit different on those records and they've spread themselves over lots of different genres but then they're not doing anything that different in any of them particularly um so i definitely agree with that i think um i mean this is jordan fish's record right isn't it yeah i mean jordan fish for me is like the only like clear genius in the band now um, he's in, in charge of everything. He's, yeah, he's he. I, I do, I do think that Jordan Fish is an amazing talent, actually. And I think when he is put front and set in center, and he's able to shine, like so. One example I would give: there's one song which I really fucking like, which is called uh, "Why Are You Gonna Kick Me When I'm Down." Oh yeah. And when it starts, I was a bit like, "Oh god, it's another like weird hip hoppy one," but. What Jordan Fish does in the chorus, he brings in these like horns which go completely against the melody. Like they actually sound discordant and almost sound, uh, I mean, nothing's ever right or wrong in music, but they almost sound wrong. They almost Mm. sound like they shouldn't be there and they should be part of another song. And yet they fit so well. And it's that kind of, when they turn things on their head a little bit more, A, it always seems to come from the mind of Jordan Fish. And B that's when i go oh this is interesting mm. but those moments there's a few of them on this record but like there's too much filler and there's too much bits where it goes off into bits that i'm not particularly interested in yeah. either for me to ever properly listen to this as a cohesive record much i'm gonna listen to it a little bit more because um, we've not had it for as long as i would have liked to have had it mm. um but you know
0: and i've got to say I've listened to Mantra and Wonderful Life a hell of a lot since it's been available. Mm. I think I will probably add in, maybe in the dark, uh, and definitely heavy metal. Um, yeah, Sugar, that. Honey, Ice and Tea. The thing is, as well, I mean, let's talk about Ollie for a second. The lyrics aren't good on this, are they? No. I mean, they're really bad. No. Um, but he's never been uh, a good
1: lyricist, really, Not
0: really, but particularly like this, uh, they, you could kind of, uh, there's a youthful screamy charm to some of the (laughs) other things let's Uh, give
1: so i rarely i have to say i rarely give ollie sykes credit um so but i'm going to here i think it's his best vocal performance on a record thus far overall
0: yeah i mean i would be well okay yeah i would be interested in how much of
1: it is him I was yeah, I was about to say, I'd be interested to see how much of it he replicates life or not. Definitely. Well, that's um, exactly what I mean. I and mean, this is how... coming from someone, like, when I saw them at the O2 Arena, um, I wrote up in The Independent that Ollie Sykes is probably the least talented person I've ever seen on an arena stage. So this is coming from someone who doesn't particularly like Ollie Sykes all that yeah. much, um, for lots of reasons. Um, but, you know, I, I do think his vocal performance on this record is pretty decent as to how much of it is him or how much of it is done, you know, with effects or whatever. We will never really know, I suppose. But, um, well, I suppose we will when they start playing live, but <laughs> we still but, might not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I you know, I, I, I thought that was worth saying as someone who has not been a fan of him mm. at, at any point. I don't think, yeah. I do think it's his, yeah, yeah. his best performance thus far. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: you know, there's been a lot of people bitching about how it's really poppy. They said it was going to be poppy and now it's poppy. And you, Like they always, they just seem to annoy people in some way, shape or form, don't they? Can I so tell
1: you my least favourite song? What's that? Mother Tongue. Yeah, that is cat- So sappy. Yeah. It's, it's about good, his that. wife and like, oh, just, oh, I don't care. Rubbish. No. Um, there was something that Consequence of Sound said, and it's something I wanted to read to you because uh, it applies, I think. Um, they said, I don't know if I agree with this or not, but it just seemed like an interesting thing to bring up uh in u2 terms that's the spirit was bring me the horizons acting baby where they introduced a new sound and ammo is their Zupra, where they've taken that sonic evolution one step further do you agree or do you disagree uh no because
0: acting baby is better than zoopra
1: yeah i would actually swap those around even though that fucks up the order of what they came in i would actually say this is acting i mean I don't think it's good i baby. also
0: i also don't think that that the, the the leap from the Joshua Tree to Acton Baby is absolutely fucking massive. Right, they basically turned into a completely different band. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could listen to the Snake starts to sing on September Eternal and then listen to or uh, Can you feel my heart and then listen to Drown yeah. and go, yeah. oh my That's god. Total Whereas total. Yeah, if you put on In God's Country on Act on um, the Joshua Tree and then the fly mm. from mm. act and baby mm-hmm. or zoo TV, like the first song, like they are literally you, you, you wouldn't know it was the same band. Yeah. So it's not a great comparison. I'll stick with my Metallica one, which I think works <laughs> much better actually. Um, just but curious yeah. on your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think
1: do, do you rate this album? I
0: I kind of do. I kind of mm. like for what it is, which feels like a collection of songs. Yes. I think there's enough good songs in it for me to go. This is all right.
1: Yeah. I I I like half of this record. Yeah. You know I I do like half of this record. The other half I couldn't give a toss about. Yeah. There's some like stinkers. <laughs> on. There are some real stinkers on here. Yeah.
0: But it's kind of growing on me, and I feel like it's grown on me in a way that that's a spirit never ever threatened to mm, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i don't
1: think there's loads of substance to these songs i think they give away their secrets quite quickly mm. quite early mm. um i don't want to go back to the radiohead comparison because obviously very different bands but you know with radiohead i feel like i'm still um picking up elements on um not burn the witch a Moonshaped pool um that yeah. i've hadn't heard before um I feel like these songs just give away everything. It's a pop record. More, it's a pop record because it's a rocky record, pop, pop, record. A rocky pop and record. And you know, yeah. there's
0: there's still there's guitars in it and there's stuff that sounds yeah. a bit like Royal Blood and there's stuff that sounds yeah. like Limp Biscuit. I mean, it's a Wonderful Life, like I say, um, uh, or Wonderful Life, not it's mm. a wonderful. That would fit so brilliantly. Like it does. It sounds like Limp Biscuit. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know, and you know, you don't you don't that's not about depth. That's just about does it make you want to jump around? And it does. And yeah. so overall, yeah. I think it's all right. It's all right, isn't it's it? Pretty good. Uh, you know, it's definitely my. It's my fourth
1: favorite. Bring me the horizon. Report. Okay, I was gonna. So I think it's my third okay. favorite. Bring me the horizon album. But uh, you know, this is coming from someone who isn't a massive fan of them anyway. Yeah. Um But yeah, I'd say his paternal there is a hell than this. Yeah. Um,
0: but I do so. think though, this whole like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do next. It feels much more of a linear, uh, a progression, a build. To me, it does sure. feel like, I guess, you know, you don't know what it's going to sound like exactly, but I do feel like there's very definitely a progression and there's very definitely a build. I think you can see the, the. I think you can join the dots between, you know, Suicide Season to this. I do think you can.
1: Uh, I, I was also say you could join the dots from Amnesiac to a Moonshaped Pool with Radiohead. Yeah, you know, I think kid you a can. To Amnesiac, yeah. to Hell to the Thief, to In Rainbows, to, you know. Yeah. But but, but again, they, you, I, you can join the dots
0: from Master of Puppets to Load. Yeah. Yeah. By going down that, like you, you can, yeah. Um, it's just whereas I think maybe I'm thinking about the U2 thing because I don't think you can just go, no, fair enough, fair like, enough. like, yeah. But I you know,
1: I the, the the big thing that you know, like, people from the metal world for to do with Bring the Horizon is complain that they have changed sound completely, yeah. blah, blah blah, and. We're not going to do that because they're making progressions and mm. into some areas which we're probably not that interested in. But some of them, like you say, they do this far better than they did those first yeah. deathcore records, you know.
0: And to end on that, to go back to heavy metal, which I do think is a bloody good song, mm-hmm. um, even if it will date, and it definitely, definitely yeah. will date. Um, I really think that them coming out and being like, yeah, do you know what? Fuck you. I I think that's, I actually think that's good good for them I don't quite think they are really going like fuck you to like all yeah. metal fans are twats right. anyone who thinks they're doing that is a moron Yeah, um, but if they were to do that I, I I don't really have a problem with it and also I don't have a problem with it with what they've gone through I like bands psh, like bitching back at stuff hmm. and I think it's the the baby re- the babyish pathetic reaction to some people on like Whoa! fan before and you believe i don't like it and now you're saying on this song i'm you i'm you're taking a piss out of me it's like get a fuck like get a get a neck you sad little goat like (laughs) you're you're a pathetic little wimp like grow up and (laughs) just just get you heard me get a neck yeah yeah get a neck right um so anyway yeah that's what i think
1: i agree with all of that i just wish they'd done it four years ago yeah me too it would have been I, good I, I, it would have I been think,
0: good to hear it a few years ago i, think, know, I like that bands do that like yeah. i mean i've had it actually a little bit not really that much but that band dead oh, yeah. tried to mug me up and i was like i kind of had to say in real life like it's like in the, the public domain like well oh, dickheads but really it was just like yeah a bit of beef but i thought no, fair play to you. like yeah. i slagged them off and <clears> they <throat> went fuck you yeah, yeah good yeah. yeah i mean i've won't fuck you back and they went, oh, don't say fuck you. I, th- I think um, it, which is a bit pathetic. But like Paradise Lost back in the day had a um Dave Everly as a cunt t shirt. Oh yeah. Dave Everly gave him one K in uh, in Kerrang and they had a t shirt Dave Everly as a cunt. Yeah 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 I mean I'd love one of them.
1: Uh, Stephen Hill as a cunt. We can yeah. make you one no, of. I want a Dave Everly as a cunt. Though. But um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no yeah I, if someone
0: if a band made a t shirt with like something I'd said about them on it
1: you just think like fucking fair play for you for yeah, sticking yeah, up yeah. you
0: believe in your art and you're yeah. like, fuck that guy. He doesn't yeah. like us.
1: I think I like, like I said, I think it would have, it would have felt more. I I I believe that they mean it. It would have felt more convincing and far stronger if they'd done it four yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I say, four years ago, first track on that, that's the spirit. Or even like an in between single yeah. from uh, So paternal to that's the spirit. Like that would have been a fucking statement. Yeah, for sure. Um, it feels a little like really. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I mean, I, I I broadly agree with you. Yeah. yeah. anyway
0: that's Premier Horizon. Ammo should we talk about the actually good albums that are out this week sure yeah good sweet so uh, we've got two albums left we'll try and be wait wait we've already talked
1: about Weezer ah
0: you're a scum Um, (laughs) and uh, so anyway the debut album from Ithaca is called The Language of Injury they are a London based quartet they had a big bit about them in Revolver uh, today which oh, is and it was excellent for a UK kind of UK hardcore band um, so it seems like the, even in America they're taking the kind of UK scene seriously at the moment which is very very excellent to see as they should as they should um, Remfrey, I don't know a lot about this band other than what I've just said and what I've heard on the 31 minutes that make up the language of injury
1: uh, Ithaca are a holy roll band they've been oh, I knew that going well. <laughs> they've been going they've been going a fair while um, this has been a relatively long time coming it's felt like um it they did two eps one in 2014 and 2015 so you know for whatever reasons this album's been quite a long time coming and certainly within that within uk hardcore sort of you know seeing them at old blue last kind of circles a lot of people have been very very excited to hear this it's very kind of technical savage hardcore really Bit, um, bit
0: black and hardcore. Yeah. Got some seriously bleak, um, uh, some seriously bleak kind of uh, soundscape dynamics when it all cuts out completely, yeah. and yeah. they just let yeah. it kind of like fester, which I really, really like. Particularly, there's a song at the end called "Guilt."
1: Guilt is, which is it's the best song. Fucking isn't it? awesome. Yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Uh,
0: really, really good. They write some. You know, unbelievable riffs yeah yeah there yeah, are some yeah. unbelievable riffs a lot a lot on
1: the high end kind of like the bits which really like stick in your core yeah, that kind of, yeah, like that yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so if you like that you can't problem. you can't write that in a review can you what no like, <laughs> you know when bands do that they, they do that yeah um so is, is
1: guilt your favorite song on this record i well. think it is yeah it's so
0: good because it's i was gonna say it's not like anything else no it's not it's not anything else on the record really no
1: i don't think so i think i think this is one of those rare records where the second half's better than the first half Mm, i think mm. um and i think guilt is an example of a song that i I think is an example of where they could go in the future which is really exciting yeah um i really like the last song as well better abuse yeah kind of in the middle of it is almost sounds like a spaghetti western showdown kind of thing and i really really love that um uh, yes.
0: Well, no, I think this is really, really good. I think this is really good uh, for a, you know for a young... And it's another... We've got a lot of these bands, especially the bands that are coming out Holy Raw, yeah. uh, that, that, that are coming from that label at the moment. They're just fucking smashing it. And I yeah. think this is... Super duper promising.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't think this is quite the finished article yet. No, and there are one or two. There are bits and pieces. It's when you hear guilt yeah. to me
0: that I go, oh okay. Because I was listening to it and I was like, I was doing that, scrunch my face up like yeah. this is fucking great. Yeah, but absolutely. You get an album that makes you do that probably a couple of times a month. Exactly.
1: I think I think they are. You know, I, I, it's. it's in terms of like going forward they're just a band that once again i just want to take more risks because i find when they take risks mm-hmm. is when they are at their best and like um jamelia the vocalist like has just started singing on this record a bit more and yeah. um it's really cool but i kind of feel like the sung vocals are like a little bit back in the mix and stuff and like she doesn't do it as often as she could do and all this kind of thing and i my advice would just be like go further go further with all that stuff because it's actually really fucking good and it's what marks you out um mm. against other bands i think the second ithaca record could be potentially a uk hardcore post-hardcore whatever classic yeah and i think this is the beginnings of something really good but if this is if this is if we're comparing let's do palm reader say if this is a bad weather yeah and then the next one's beside the ones we love and the next one's braille then holy shit
0: well i was going to say i mean i think Mm, this is of a similar of a similar quality to Greier than You Remember by Yeah by uh, Employees to serve. serve. It's of a similar quality. Now, when that first record came out, I was like, "Oh my god, this is fucking mm. amazing!" Mm. And I could and and I felt like a lot of it was because I could see in my head what they could could, yeah. could do. Yeah. And this is very much a this is fucking brilliant. Just imagine what they could do. And I think yeah. actually there is more. In terms of all those, you know, when you want to mention those those early releases from, I guess, the, what would be their peers or the sort of who to uh, a couple of albums ahead of them, when you look at whether it be Palm Reader or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Employed to Serve or, you know, whoever. Um, most of them didn't do as much as they do on this record, particularly like the second half of it, the very end of it. Yep, I agree. So... Yeah, I think there's there's a fucking. I mean, this is already good.
1: This very good. Already. This is, this yeah, is yeah. already very good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it could be fucking super duper good. Yeah,
1: I just I just want them. I, I know they'll be listening to this. They're really good. He- hello guys. They're really really good at like um, sharing our stuff and things. And I want them to go further. I mean, there are bits where they remind me of the Chariot. But yeah, they, they but do. They, yeah, that's it, isn't it? But yeah. they, but they only do it sort of fleetingly, and it's like they're they're putting a toe into those chariot waters, and I'm like, fucking leap in because mm. it's really good. You just yeah. they just need to be encouraged to do that, mm. um, and I think we could have something absolutely fucking amazing. They write some um,
0: absolutely beautiful riffs, so i yeah, have to say they in really terms do. of just like do you want to get punched in the face really really hard if you listen this will be your album oh absolutely
1: if you're listening to this on the day that it's released um they are actually doing an album release show at the old blue last in london tonight. i'm in paris mate i'm not here i'm gonna be there
0: Okay, well, <laughs> take Renfri's drink off him.
1: Don't. I want to get Ooh drunk on
0: show. Ooh la la. Anyway, um, so yeah, promising. Really that's, promising, that's, really That's good. the Language of yeah. Injury by Ithaca, uh, which out now. And if you're into sort of hardcore in any way of all those bands we spoke to, then you should go and listen to it for sure. Right, last album of the week is the debut album from a Norwegian trio called Spielberg's. It is called This Is Not The End. Although, for this podcast... <laughs> It is! Ah um, It's <laughs> the end of the podcast. Uh right That's the most jolly I've ever heard you. Well, Especially mate Especially after talking about that Weezer record. It's this record. It's good, isn't it? This record is so okay, so they're n they're a Norwegian trio. I guess Ooh. they're a kind of alt rock trio. Um oh, like... Renfrey, do you want to start
1: on this? Yeah, so they have alt rock trio who have kind of really fuzzed up elements that remind me of Dinosaur Jr., but also a kind of Sugar, yeah, very good. Um, but also um, a kind of, mm, I don't know, introspective creation records, teenage fan club yeah um my bloody valentine a little bit as well towards of, the end of the records. dose of like slacker pop yeah but with a lot of fuzz on it they mm. also remind me of this kind of modern emo revival as well so stuff like the hotelier um cheap well cheap trick isn't modern uh cheap trick restorations to a degree mm. um beach the, slang kind the of dirty thing. nil the dirty nil Do you yes. know what this
0: album is this album is 2019's version of higher power by the dirty nil when that album came out I was like, there's nothing really original about this record. There's nothing really original about this band particularly. But they are so cool. And they are so brilliantly evocative of Husker du and Nirvana and a bit of Green, like early Green Day. And all of these cool fucking bands. Spielbergs are that, but with Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Jr. And My Bloody Valentine and... Like if I'm being honest, bands I kind of like a little bit more. Sugar, I think like they there's a hell of a lot of sugar on it. And just remember this for now because The problem is the one problem with this record, and it is literally the only problem with this record, is that we're recording this on the 29th of January 2019, which means we got a whole 11 months or so before we get to our album of the year special (laughs) over in December. And at that point, there's a very good chance that I will have that these albums come and you kind of loads of other stuff comes out and then you sort of forget about it. Mm don't let me forget about this album when it comes to the end of the year because at the moment this is like lapping all the other albums that i've got from from 2019 it is comfortably i know only really a month into the year and i've heard things from you know up until kind of march at this point comfortably the the best thing i've, I've heard this year comfortably and that will go to i guess the sort of mid-march hmm. i think it's fucking brilliant I think it's fucking brilliant, this record. The start in five on it is amazing. Distant Star is, like, just the most beautiful kind of romantic pop song. And then you get... I love
1: the solo on Distant Star. Uh, yeah, fucking so great.
0: great. And then there's a song called Bad Friend. Like, where it really goes great, I think. There's a song called Bad Friend, which is... Which reminds me of... Um, of uh, of Sliver by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. It's got that whole like da 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 be a bad friend. Um and then there's one called McDonald's, please don't mm-hmm. r- which is like seven minutes long. Like it's called M- McDonald's Please Don't Forget My Order or Please, up, don't, fuck please order. don't
1: fuck up my order. Donald's, please
0: don't fuck seven up my order. McDonald's please don't fuck up my order. Seven minutes and forty eight seconds. Like seven minutes and forty-eight <laughs> seconds, which is full blown, you know, eighties Brit, like British eighties indie. And they managed to jump in between 1989 Seattle and 1987 Glasgow mm-hmm. and uh, and then to, to like 1994 Norway Scandi Rock in one record. And they do all of them brilliantly. And if you are a fan of alternative rock from the if you're my age or if you're similar like the similar age to us and you remember those bands like if you're all the people that were losing your shit when we were like i should listen to sugar you should listen to copper blue Mm -hmm. and loads of people went oh my god i really should fuck me this band are for you you will love this record i fucking guarantee it i think this is absolutely bloody fucking brilliant
1: it's pretty good. Um, I, I quite like it. Right. Okay. I do think there are issues with it. Uh, I'm gonna say the good interesting things.
0: to know what your issues are, free. Uh
1: I'll say the good things first, and then I'll say Any the issues. Case? So I think um, I think the mix, like you say, is brilliant. Like they do mix things together really, really well. Like bringing all those elements in together and mixing them at Husker Do and like yeah, and sugar and all this kind of stuff. Um, I feel like sometimes they ride on a jam. A little bit too. I think this could have done with a little, not like snipping in the way that, like that Coheed and Cambria record, in my opinion, could have done with some quite major snipping. It's twelve songs and it's fifty minutes long, and it does, for me, by the end of it, outstay its welcome a bit. Really? Yeah. Um, um, And I don't. (laughs) I don't. I think the Dirty Nil comparison is interesting. Whilst I don't entirely disagree with you. I think it's slightly misleading in that both of the Dirty No albums, Higher Power and Master Volume, get in and get out. And this doesn't do that. It meanders a little bit more. Mm. And there are points where I think it meanders a little bit too much. And if I were producing it, um, which I'm not suggesting I produce anyone's record, but if I were, I would have been like, cut that in take a minute out of that intro cut the mcdonald's song that you mentioned just now seven minutes and 48 seconds the intro to it before the vocals come in uh is, is four minutes and 25 seconds yeah and i it's a cool thing that they're doing it's really dreamy and kind of my bloody valentine-esque mm. and stuff like that just goes on a little bit long and considering that i'm the post-rock guy and i'm saying it goes on a bit <laughs> you know i think i, I just think there, there are so many debut albums that suffer from songs being a tiny bit long. So I'm not kind of going, and this is a major problem with them. And I reckon that they'll tighten it up. And, and by the second album, I think that we can have something really special, mm. potentially. Oh, me th-
0: I think they'll definitely get better. Yeah. I don't have a problem with any of that because it does, you know, it's it's the Sonic Youthy thing about it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's cool. You know, you're right about the Dirty nil. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Dirty Neil, I meant it as a, completely direct comparison like this sounds like that yeah you're right dirty nil their first albums 10 track i think it's 10 tracks and it gets in 10 tracks is half an hour half just sort of tipping over or under half an hour whereas this yeah like you say is 45 49 minutes or something and um
1: it's 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 just over 50 it's like 50 minutes 50 50 minutes
0: right so yeah so it's definitely longer there's a couple of longer songs on it um but i think they go like you say, Dirty Nil are all about all about hardcore and all about punk. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, there was this, it's this mix of Husker Du and Green Day. And, Spielberg's and go and to more Yvonne. places. Whereas definitely. Spielberg's yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they 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 take much more. Whereas the Dirty Nil go full cheap trick. Yeah. I think. This is Creation Records, like I say, Teenage Fan Club, and even we're talking about um, Swerve Driver. Yeah, there's stuff definitely. There's stuff like that in it. Yeah. So, which is probably more, yeah, more my sort of thing.
1: Maybe, yeah. I, 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 you know, I do really like this record. I think it's really good, and I think it's a strong debut. I do think. Um, Excuse me. i think it's going to most comfortably fit in with the modern emo revival the whole world is a beautiful place and i'm no longer afraid to die and hotelier kind of thing um i suppose it's a bit scuzzier than that no
0: yeah i don't get that i don't get any of that from that at all no i didn't that's none of those bands entered my head when i was thinking of like references for it Mm. i think it's much closer to the dirty nail in terms of production and in terms of even sound than, than those bands are. It
1: starts like those bands, but it ends, like, towards the end, when, when the songs get longer and, and, and uh, you know, like it ends on, like, a six-and-a-half-minute mm. song and there's the, the McDonald's song that we should yeah, talk a, about. It, it is an album of two halves, I think. Um, I
0: don't even know if it's two halves, because I think even when you look at, you know, the kind of the songs in the middle of that, like McDonald's and Sleeper, yeah. And then you've got the one at the end. But then 4 AM and SK, like uh, they're they're not yeah. super duper long. Like they they're not they're not a punk band. Like they're not No, like, they're not. You know, like they're not a, but but they are unbelievable like I think those songs are unbelievably catchy. Yeah. And they're much more, I guess they're much more um if the Dirty Nilla Nirvana, they're more uh hmm, I'm trying to think of one of those bands. I wanna say Soundgarden, but they don't sound like Soundgarden. No um mud
1: honey
0: mud honey are even punkier than nirvana yeah no yeah yeah uh they're more of uh, sonic well
1: sonic yeah they have they have a very strong pop edge which goes through everything and Mm. but that pop edge is covered in loads of fuzz which is Mm. great i mean i we both love that a lot and it is really good and some of the melodies on this record are, are fantastic yeah um I just would have liked everything trimmed a little bit. I think 10 tracks and 43 minutes would have made this uh, a blinding record, a blinding debut. And it's just a tad long. It's funny you mentioned 4am. I was really surprised that 4am was a single because I thought it was really throwaway. And it's like track 10 or something. Yeah. But, you know. I didn't then, know it was a single. Yeah, it was a single. And I, I was, was like, like huh, <laughs> okay. You know, not what I would have chosen as no, a single. No, no, me then, neither. But, you know. Yeah. But, and and then there's, you mentioned Sleeper as well, which is this re- has this really cool, dreamy, again, I guess my bloody Valentine-esque yeah. vibe to it. And it's really cool, but it's like three and a half minutes long. And really it would have worked much better as a sort of two minute interlude kind of thing, you know. Um that's all it is really i mean some there are some brilliant debut records where i think all the songs go on a tad too long you know Mm. the one i always think of for some reason is core by stone temple pilots yeah which is a great great debut um but every single song could do with 30 to 45 seconds shaved off of it i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say every song should have 30 to 45 seconds shaved off it but half of them would have worked better in my opinion if they'd had 35 to 45 uh, 30 to 45 seconds of shaking. right
0: off. okay well so. I for me personally I'm happy with it how it is I think it's really really good I do I really like it yeah. I
1: really like it I think it's very good I think it's great I'm mm. dead happy with it
0: so that is This Is Not The End by Spielbergs and that's that that is the end so we'll be back next week would have been nice if they'd done a Paranoid cover though wouldn't it fuck off um, <laughs> we'll be back next week Been that fucking Weaver album for <laughs> Christ's sake um, go over musicism.net Put riot in the uh, in the checkout. Rivers, this is for you if you're listening. and you write your own music again. That's what. You're,
1: um. <laughs> It'd be brilliant if Rivers signed up to musicism. Yeah.
0: What could we <laughs> teach Rivers? I don't know. Just not release it's every single up. thing that comes into his head. Um, so yeah, go to the checkout, musicism.net. Go and put Riot in capital letters in the checkout and get 25% off all their courses. We'll be back next week chatting about uh, a new album from Astronoid, which we were going to do this week, yep. but we're not now. And <laughs> potentially Bob Mould and LCD sound system. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, fuck off, just go. We're going. See you later. I'm
1: going to listen to the Teal album again.